0: So this is uh this is abrupt and out of nowhere for the I don't even know, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-four end of time fans that we had. Uh definitely out of the blue. Uh end of time cast has been on sort of a hiatus for a while, probably a good two and a half to three months, if not more by now. Um I apologize on my end. I didn't really go through the rigmarole of getting like a video or even even. That's how lazy and shitty of a producer I am. That uh, the the original In a Time cast with me and Adam, we ran into some personal problems. Not between him and I, not at all. Uh, it's just Adam has a lot going on in his personal life right now, and um, he un- uh, unfortunately uh, bowed out of doing the podcast for an indefinite amount of time. Uh, for anybody curious, I mean, he's he's okay. He's in good health. Uh, he's managing. He's making. He's just his personal personal life has just got a lot of a lot of uh just a lot of blockades right now, and he uh, unfortunately just just wanted to back out. Uh, not forever. Uh, he had he had talked to me a couple months ago about you know look man if you, I know you still want to keep recording uh I, I want the podcast to keep going so if you decide to replace me that's totally fine just. Just, you know, just don't replace me forever. I'd love to come back, you know, of whoever you pick. And then, you know, it could be them and me, so it could be three of us. But for now, for the unforeseen future, he wanted to go ahead and bow out respectfully. And I said, cool. And uh, I sat on it for a while. I thought about it for a good while. And um, randomly text uh, Facebook's message. uh, My little brother one day, I was like, hey, you know, thinking you know emulators have this net play idea we could always get online and like go through some whole genesis games and we got to talking further i'm like you know i've actually been thinking about finding a replacement for the podcast i've been itching to get back in recording I want to know if he'd be interested and he took me up on the offer and uh we're gonna give this shit a go so uh those that everybody knows me the, the awesome dude of the podcast. I'm Michael, and this is Chris. Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the end of time, brother. Hey, thanks. Yeah, uh, me and Chris have a lot of history together. I mean, we're, we are a family. Uh, we, we grew up together playing games and whatnot. So um, I, I, I could think of no better person to replace uh, Adam with. Um, we... We definitely live far apart, so our life has been separated by many miles and many years. But I know he still games. He knows I still game. So I think it'll be a all right match. Um and like I said, don't don't let it get you down, uh folks. Uh Adam Adam's spot is still here. So if ever, you know, months from now, years from now and we're still rolling with the podcast, he decides to come back. Man, it'll be three people. Could be four. Could be seven. Who knows? I think Giant Bomb at one point had like seven people on at one time. So, man, there's always room for people on the end of time. Always, always room. So, today, on the grand opening, the grand reopening of yeah, the end reopening. Of time podcast. Yeah, and really. Um, we're going to do... I'd like us to do what me and Adam did for our first episode, the very Zero Zero episode, is we're going to go back, and uh, now that I've got a better mic set up, now that our audio setup is way, way better, we're going to rehash the Zero episode. Uh, For those that remember, when the Zero episode was up and running, it was basically an intro-type episode. It was where uh, we both talked about, you know, this is where I come from, this is the games that I play, this was my history. Just a trip down memory lane for both of us, to kind of give the audience a good a good feel for who we are as gamers, like where we fit in this gigantic spectrum that is gaming. Um, So, first off, just some personal, personal details. This is my little brother, I mean, he's my, he's my cousin, but I always call him little brother because I don't have any siblings, so... Um, he, like I said, he lives states away. I'm, I'm still down here in the South and, um, man, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. What are you, uh, what's you what have you been playing today? Like recently before we, before we gaze back into the decades of gold gaming, like what do you, what's, what's gaming like on Chris's scope today?
1: So I just finished maxing out my, uh, all three characters on destiny too.
0: Hmm. Nice.
1: So that's been out, you know, a month or. Two months now, I guess, because it's the first week of September. Those Is it actually still over So it's one of those games where if you enjoy the grind, you know, you're going to enjoy it. But it's also one of those games that, want, at least for me, and I know other people are different, but at least for me, once I hit that cap, I'm like, okay, there's no point in me playing. Because, you yeah. know, I'm not a real PvP type player. I don't enjoy PvP just by itself in general. Yeah. Some games I will... A little bit, you know, Call of Duty, there's not much else to do. Halo, you know, that's always a classic that I don't mind playing. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the last one's PvP. But Destiny 2, you know, I like going through the campaign. Destiny 2 had a great story. Um, Definitely made up for Destiny 1, where they had no story, essentially, for most of it. And it gets to the point where, okay, I'm max level, nothing for me to go for. Even in Destiny 1, I was the same way. And what a lot of people did was in Destiny 1, they'd be like, all right, I'm max level, but now let me go for the perfect perks on my weapons and armor. So I want to have, yeah. I'm looking for this scout rifle with this perk that will do this, you know, whether it's better range or whatever, more damage, or I don't want to say more damage because that's based on weapon, but uh, Firefly, which is explosive round, something like that. But in Destiny 2, they took that away. Oh, wow. So you no longer have the ability to go for these perfect rolls. If you have the scout rifle, you know, like I have the uh, Nameless Midnight, which is the one I've used basically since I started the game. Because you get to choose three early on. Mm-hmm. And I've used it. I still use it. So, But I won't get different perks on it if I get it dropped again. Dang. Um, so yeah, a lot of people aren't so, happy about that. Um, I don't really so. mind because I didn't go for that.
0: That's what I'm hearing from a lot of uh, from the people because I don't play Destiny, but a lot of people that do play Destiny and have played Destiny two. It seems like they play it and they play it and they fucking burn white hot, and then when they're done, that's it. Like there's there seems to be little to no replay value Un- again, unless you're doing PvP. Yeah, that's kind of sad, man. Because apparently that game fucking blew up, and uh, you know, I'm not really. I'm not really hearing a whole lot more about it now.
1: Yeah, and. You know, if you look at my playtime on the game, the first weekend I put in, you know, I'd say the first week I put in you know, 30 hours or so into the game. Yeah. Uh, and that was on my first character. And then once I hit the, once I completed the campaign, I got to a certain level point and, or in light level. So the only thing that would level me up were the weekly milestones. Well, those reset yeah. every Tuesday. So every Tuesday afternoon after that I played. And once I did those... Four objectives. I was done for the week. Wow! So because I don't play
0: PvP. Now, do you think that this sounds like an MMO trait? Do you think that maybe if as the game grows, as the game gets older, maybe they'll add more content and it'll get like an MMORPG where you'll have multiple dailies, multiple weeklies, multiple things? Or do you see this game kind of just petering out?
1: There, there's two real aspects of that. The first is that they already have daily stuff. The mm-hmm. issue is it's not rewarding. I could oh. go in and do daily objectives every single day and they'd keep me busy for hours. I would get zero out of it. Because nice. all they award are these faction tokens or, you know, reputation tokens you turn in, and the stuff I get is weaker than what I have. Wow. So oh, why would I do it, you know? Exactly. And that, but that comes into the other thing. If they did make it rewarding, well, they'd have to do something to increase the, or to actually slow it down because the weekly gives you a good amount of time. Like I have yeah. three characters and just under two months, I max them out. And I'm, I'm on the higher end of the spectrum. Of course, I tend to max out before the casual player does. Yeah. But, and part of it is that they're, they purposely cater Destiny 2 to a more casual audience, right? So right. that also, you know, impacts people like me, who I'm not the hardcore person who sits there and does PvP all day or raid forever because I want to raid and not get rewards. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It so. seems it seems like a lot of these games. This is this is a issue with gaming. Period. Today, anything where you tack on at the end, massive multiplayer online. It's trying to strike that balance. And it seems like a balance from three different angles mm-hmm. of what they're trying to go for. You know? So first off, because they are a company, as all of them are, and even even when Nintendo tries to act like they're not, they're still a company. They're trying to make money. So the first problem they run into, we need to appeal to everybody. Yeah. So we are making a we are making Destiny two we are trying to appeal to... Of course, we're going to appeal to people that play Destiny 1, but how do, we, how do we grab people that didn't come from Destiny? How do we let everybody come in? Okay, well, we'll scale it down a little bit. That way it's a little more, a little more accessible. It's a little more casual, so to speak. But then you run into the problem where how, how much do we scale it down? Because if we let, we, if we make it casual and accessible for everybody... Hardcore people are gonna come in here and that's the hardcore, not the fucking super top tier elites. The yeah. hardcore guys are gonna come in here and they're gonna get this this ten hour content done in two and they're gonna be bored. The elites are gonna be like, I'm not even touching this because it's not worth my time. You know? Yeah. And it seems like a big issue that they all run into. I think as as game designers, that's a huge fucking struggle. You know, like how to what it. Do we just make like a separate server for the game that's like, you know, what what fucking tier do you sit into? It's it's sad, man. <clears throat> I, I I do not I do not wish ill will on those that have to go through that struggle to try to make that balance. It's hard to find the ones that actually have good balance like that too. I know a lot of MMORPGs try. And the only way that they get around it is adding multiple levels of different raids, you know, different difficulties yep. for raids.
1: I mean, just look at mobile games too. Yeah, You have the whole pay to win issue because you have people who, you know, one of the games we play on the other day in the global chat, someone's talking about, yeah, I spent $3,000 on the game and now all my stuff is gone because, you know, someone killed me and all worthless. And I'm sitting over here like, I'm not spending anything on this game. Yeah. Because yeah. I've lost a lot of stuff. And if I actually paid real money for that and then lost it, uh uh-uh, uh, I wouldn't do it. No. And then people exactly. chime in after that going,
0: I spent more of that and lost it, also what? Okay. Well, I mean, if. Yeah, I mean, we don't all have disposable income like that. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me I just lost $3,000? That is that is multiple house payments. That's yeah. a third of a fucking car note, you know? <laughs> I live in the real world where money is not... It's not. I'm not poor, but money's money. You yeah, know? <laughs> I'm not going to run my
1: credit card, you know, just for this game. Exactly. And
0: it gets into the issue where
1: developers... They're profiting off that so much, you know, why bother changing anything?
0: Exactly. All they have to do is find the way to, when they make it massive appealing, to keep it to where they can tack dollars onto it. That's all they care about. They don't care what happens to you or afterward. They don't care if it's a fucking scarf you spent money on. They're making money. Yep. I heard Tout, uh, I haven't looked it up officially, but I heard uh, uh, the Best Friends podcast, Matt was asking Wooly, if uh he knew how much blizzard reported either last year or recently, some time frame, uh how much Blizzard has made just for sales of their like DLC stuff, of their like the packs and everything. Mm-hmm. I heard it's reportedly over a billion dollars. I've heard reported over a billion. That's just for extra shit. Yeah. Okay? That's just for skins and fucking, you know, loot boxes that's it that's not sales for the games that's not like annual revenue for that's just people go out and just spend money on extra stuff and i was
1: about to ask how much is that cosmetic versus non-cosmetic apparently it's
0: all cosmetic every single bit of it is all cosmetic so that just blows my mind you know yes and other companies look at that and go that's what I need to do. I don't need to do anything else but that. I need to as, as, as cheaply and as, as backstabbing as I possibly can to milk every fucking dollar that they're making, you know? Yeah.
1: And I've heard that, um, and I know a lot of that's coming from Overwatch right now since it's come out. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a while. So I've heard that it's actually declining for actual player base because yeah. they've been changing balance and stuff. So the people that actually play the game, you know, not just collect skins or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're not playing anymore because it's so unbalanced or the balance gets screwed up every time
0: they change yeah. something. See, now that's, that's counter to what I hear. I keep hearing that the game is like the most balanced shooter type role shooter out there, but I haven't played it. So I don't know. I'm not a
1: fan. I gave it a try during the open beta. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent, Maybe a couple of hours, and I tried, you know, each of the characters at least a little bit. Didn't like any of them.
0: Now, what what shooter history do you have to 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 base that off of?
1: No oh, man. So, do, do, oh go, do we... it sounded like
0: you just <laughs> sat down with a with a fucking cigar and a glass of oh. Oh, sit down for a minute. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I mean, do, do we want to start the history thing at this point? Because I mean, uh, that sounds like no, 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 you're no, no, asking me. Nah, just, now, so, just in
0: just in general for shooters, like when if when just so the audience knows, when you yeah. as Chris say I didn't care for Overwatch, somebody's gonna sit back in the cut, fold their arms, and go, "Okay, well, what shooters did you like to make you say you don't like Overwatch?"
1: Yeah, so I will say I'm not a big shooter person. As despite what, you know, my playtime in Destiny shows, I'm not a big shooter person. Um, Love Destiny, obviously. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, I've played some of. I'm not very good at it, so I haven't played a lot, but I did enjoy it. Right. It's just I'm not good at it, so, you know, that's, I don't have to be good at the game to enjoy it. Um, Precisely. Let's see, Halo, you know, all of them. Um not a huge fan of the last one but all the other ones loved um and that's you know both PvE and PvP for Halo right um and then we can go into the older school stuff but I think Halo is the biggest thing in recent memory um and then Destiny of course one and two
0: Now I'll say for myself uh I haven't played Overwatch I've been I've been very very interested in playing it um it's 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 just another one of those. It's kind of like World of Warcraft, you know. Fucking everybody plays this, so it's got yep. to be good. It's got to it's got to be decent. I come from, uh, you know, playing GoldenEye back in the day. To actually, well, before that, playing fucking Quake Three Arena, and then playing GoldenEye, and then with friends playing Halo One through and through, One, Two, and Three, and then a few Call of Duties. And then me and my, my friends split. They stuck with Call of Duty. I went to Battlefield. Um, so I would love to have my perspective on this game. Uh, the class-based stuff is going to be sort of new to me because I never played. Apparently, this game is a lot like Team Fortress 2 mm-hmm. where it's, 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 it's class-based. And I'm down for that because when I play Battlefield, I usually play a support-style person. I like being, like, an engineer or somebody that has to... I like to be the guy that takes out tanks and, you know, fucking spots people and takes them out or snipes them or whatever. Yeah. I'm rarely the guy that just get the fucking gun, run across the field, and get 20 kills. Like, I like sitting back in the cut and making the opposition weaker, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and
1: I know that um, Jack from Achievement Hunter, he loves the support role. He mm-hmm. play he plays it pretty much any game. You know, Siege, he's the guy with the shield, usually, or something similar. Um yeah. Overwatch, he's the healer person. Um I'm trying to think of what else he played, but you know, he's that type of person and he enjoys Overwatch, just from what I see. I don't think they as a group enjoy it, but him him individually when he plays, he enjoys it.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> and it's it's the same sort of mentality you run into with MMORPGs like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy Fourteen or etc., where everybody likes a DPS class. <laughs> and you sort of find some tanks, and you rarely find the healers, so yep. there's always a need for that. And from what I hear, that's the same thing with Overwatch. I mean, there's support class and healing class are at a minority, so they're always hurting for more. So if I can get in that game and be a fucking, at least an average support guy, that's fine by me. I don't have to fucking see my gold and my name in platinum across the board for 8,000 kills. Moreover, i like to be the guy that, hey, we won these matches because he did his shit. He actually did his job. Yeah.
1: And I I don't know if I'd have a different opinion of it now. Um, Now that the meta's kind of fleshed out, people know what to expect from certain classes. Um, One of the things that threw me off about it was the shooting didn't feel good. Really? So it's like, okay, I'm sitting here shooting, and I i'm I'm not sure what to attribute it to, but yeah, it just I didn't say, feel do you, good do
0: you think do you think that was net code or do you think it was the actual shooting of the game, like the engineering shooting of the game
1: i I don't think it was net code I think it's just the game's design huh. you know I go into destiny and that feels good to shoot yeah. um you know I'll play do whatever you, role I need to, whether i'm you know there's in destiny isn't really divided up into the roles as obviously, as other games are, so you don't have true support. Mm -hmm. But I'll play, you know, I'm the hunter that does the tether, so they take more damage. I'll play that role, so my DPS necessarily isn't the important part. It's having my timing down on the timer, on the uh, tether, rather, stuff like that. But when I do shoot, it feels good.
0: Right. Well, like I said, I'll try it. I've got it in my plans to try Overwatch at some point. I don't know when but um i mean it's like any other game if i like it i'll keep playing it if i don't i'll i'll fucking move on yep uh what other what other games is chris in the in the love of playing right now besides destiny 2 like what's your what's your la I'll, this is usually the part of the podcast where i ask how your week's been but for <laughs> listeners it's been like 3 fucking months <laughs> for me so i don't know what you've been up to lately besides destiny 2
1: um Gaming wise, let me take a look. I'm looking at my uh activity history on Twitch. What Isn't I changed my grand? yeah, changed <laughs> what I changed my uh, stream titles to. Mm-hmm. So we play a little bit of seven days to die. Um they Did released me
0: about what is that?
1: So Seven Days to Die is one of those survival slash uh base building type games. Mm-hmm. And okay. the, the main premise of it is, is of course zombies. Go figure. Yeah. Um, plenty of games with that right now. Mm-hmm. But its premise is that every seventh night, you get attacked by a horde of zombies. Oh, snap. So it's important that, you know, first off, at night in general, because they get faster, you need to have a base. Right. Um, or some way to hide. And then on the seventh night, there's no hiding. They know exactly mm. where you are. Uh The game tells them where you are, so they come straight towards you, running full sprint, and that's where you need to have a base you know, by day
0: seven. So you basically got seven days to get your shit together, because on night seven, the shit's coming. Yep, and every seventh Uh night after that. Uh Now, do you play this solo? Do you play it with friends? Me and Heather have been playing it. Um, Oh, nice.
1: Nice, They released patch or up version 1.6 not too long ago. I'd mm. say a month and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we started a new world. We'd played it before, but they added so much stuff that I decided we'd start a new world. Um, we were on day 70, so we did our 10th Horde Night uh, last time we played. Nice. Um, and they added a lot more to defense. So now there's electricity in the game. Um, so we have some automated def- defenses in the form of these rotating blades.
0: Um, oh, nice.
1: It's it's one of those games, though, where you have a couple of different ways of playing it. The way mm-hmm. we play it is, you know, we build our base, put our defenses around it, and we, you know, shoot them from our uh, base walls, as mm-hmm. they come. There are other styles where they take advantage of the dumb AI.
2: <laughs> so
1: yeah. I haven't done it personally, but I've seen where if you build, and zombies can break environment. So, hmm. They'll will, they will eventually break down your wall if you're not killing them. You don't have things to kill them, you know, in front of them or in front of the yeah. walls, rather. Uh-huh. And the traps will be broken so they won't damage every single zombie that comes through. After so many, it's going to break automatically, even if they don't hit it. Cause yeah. them taking damage damages the trap. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another strategy where you put pillars far enough away. So, and cause it, there is physics. Not great physics, but there are physics in the game. Mm -hmm. So if you build too far apart, you know, like you can't build this platform 20 long. It falls after about the sixth block. Right. But if you put two pillars around 10 blocks apart, fill it in, then, and then stand in the middle, the zombie will come and run in a circle underneath you. Wow. (laughs) Because he he sees you. He knows you're there. um, But but he doesn't have a way up.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: so that's they're true. people that that's how they play, you know. Hey, more yeah. power to them. Um, but I opt to go for the more traditional. If I don't have a good defense, they're going to kill me because I'm not cheesing
0: it. Right, right. I guess we can take a really quick second to plug your uh, your your Twitch channel since between the two of us, you're the only one who streams and actually has a channel to run through. Why don't you tell them about that?
1: Yeah, so it's Ted Cruz. T h k r i z z. That's how I'm found anywhere on the internet. Um, <laughs> yep. You Google my name and you'll find, you know, Final Fantasy Eleven stuff, Twitch stuff, Twitter stuff, YouTube stuff, everything.
0: What's What's your uh? Or just a general estimate? What's your general kind of schedule for you uh, streaming on Twitch?
1: Um, it really depends on what games are out. Right. So all my every single minute I've played of Destiny has been streamed. So (laughs) if I'm not in the mood to stream, I won't play it because Mm -hmm. I want to have it recorded and live. Um, And that was kind of an experiment. I really started streaming when Destiny 1, not when it first came out, but shortly after when I started playing it. Um, And it's kind of an experiment to see, you know, how I like the streaming stuff, how it worked, you know, how how good of a quality could I stream as a test bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and also like having that recording so I right. can go back and even though Twitch doesn't archive that far back I have all local recordings of it as well oh, so perfect. I can see all that I've played of Destiny 1 and 2 at this point
0: now when you if somebody was to go to your channel and watch you play do they get just the game and there's mute or do you talk or how is it?
1: Um, I do have a mic obviously now uh, Right. <laughs> my older one wasn't as good quality so I didn't really use it Right, um, but I have been since I got this one a couple of months ago. Actually, maybe like four months at this point. Um, got gotcha. you.
0: Well, yeah. when this ravenous fan base gets a hold of you, you'll have all kind of followers. All <laughs> four of them. <laughs> yeah. So, I can't wait to I can't wait to go back in history when you do have like four hundred people watching your channel, and you're like, you remember when we started this shit? Four people. Ugh. Yeah. So but, uh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so when something like Destiny comes out, I'm streaming a lot. You know, that first weekend it was out, I sh- streamed, I think, fifth, actually more than 15, because I think I played 13 hours one day. Wow. So it's probably 20 hours that weekend worth of streaming. Damn, um, nice. And I'll be doing it this weekend when Assassin's Creed comes out. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, or that comes out tomorrow, actually, yeah. I already have it pre-ordered, pre-loaded. Um, that's one of my other big streaming games. I'll um, play that one off stream just for getting collectibles and stuff. Um, because that's a pretty boring game once you get through the story as far as yeah, watching it. Um, yeah. But I'll be grinding through that. And then I kind of play, you know, whatever I feel like in between.
0: Cool. Well, for those that want to check it out, that's T-E-H-K-R-I-Z-Z to Kriz. You can find him on Twitch. And like you said, you can find him anywhere. It's kinda like my old Njikare name. You can find me anywhere if you look at that name. But um cool. So Destiny, you were playing the uh seven Seven Days to Die? Yeah, right? Seven Days to Die. What about uh and you said Assassin's Creed, which which is the new for time reference? What's the new one coming out that you're about to start playing? Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins. Yep, this is how they got started in Egypt. Ah, yeah. um, I'm excited. My history, my history with Assassin's Creed is very brief. Uh, I didn't even play an Assassin's Creed until probably around the fourth one was released, whichever mm-hmm. one that was. And I started with Assassin's Creed 2 because I had heard through the grapevine that <laughs> Assassin's Creed 1 was not that good. That's Assassin's a Creed common two. thing. Yeah, apparently 2 was uh, the creme de la creme. So I played it, enjoyed it. I don't think I 100%ed it, but I did get a good, a fairly large percent of the game. And I don't know, I think I started playing a third one. I couldn't get into it and haven't picked up a single one since. Now, not, now I'm not saying the series is bad, not saying the games are bad, but it's it's definitely one of those sinkhole type games. Now, here,
1: here's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. I want you to go play Assassin's Creed Black Flag.
0: Okay. okay. If you why?
1: don't like that game, you don't need to play the rest of the series. But that's gotcha. the one that will convince you to stick with it. That okay. so that that's actually my favorite game of the series at this point is Black Flag.
0: I'm um, assuming that means you would put Black Flag over Assassin's Creed two. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now what what why? What draws? What appeals? You because can, I can walk around any, I can walk around the game and stab people and not be seen, and I've I've done that enough. I'm bored with that.
1: Yeah, but can you drive a pirate ship? Can I sail a pirate ship?
0: Yeah. No, I, no, okay. okay. Yeah,
1: I mean that. So that's the first one where they introduced the sea warfare type stuff. I think mm-hmm. actually the one before it had it a little bit, but this one, you spend a lot of your time out on the open waters, mm-hmm. and that just completely changed a lot of the game. Now you still have your stupid stealth missions, you still have the dumb AI in fights, but you know. I
0: I just want to say how odd this is that when you're trying to appeal to people to play an Assassin's Creed game, go play this game. Why? Why? Well, the fucking naval warfare is awesome. Yeah, the fucking stealth and stabby shit, that bullshit's still in there. Oh, you mean the core aspect of Assassin's Creed is still in there? Yeah, but who the fuck cares? There's naval battles. (laughs) Yeah, but it...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Assassin's Creed, it has stupid AI for the people uh, that you're fighting. Now, Mm -hmm. the new one, based on what I've seen on some... uh, what do you call them, sponsored uh, pre-release things, Mm -hmm. the AI looks much smarter in Mm -hmm. Origins. Uh, They no longer attack one by one. So even though you're surrounded, you know, in the older games, you're surrounded, but they're going to attack you one at a time. In Origins, they'll actually swipe at you, you know, more than one one person at a time. So you can't just stand there, block this guy, block this guy. You have to actually move out of the way or the guy behind you it's going to hit you while you're blocking the guy in front
0: of you. Gotcha. Requires more input. Requires more, more tactics. Good. Yeah. Good. You need that.
1: Um. Yeah, Black Flag added other stuff too. Um. I don't know if it was the first one that got more into crafting materials and being able to make your own ammo and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I won't promise when, but I will definitely <laughs> try Black Flag. Like I said, it's not... I'm not trying to blemish the series as a whole. I'm not, I'm not an Assassin's Creed hater. I'm not like that. But, I, again, I played through the entirety of, of Assassin's Creed 2. I got my fill of it. I had fun with it. It was a good little romp for the 30, 40 hours I put into it. And I started to play another one, and I was like, meh. So I moved on with life. If yep. this one can grab me and keep me, who knows? Maybe I'll try some other ones. I mean, I'm all, I'm may, all for maybe you'll want to wait for Origins, you know? Maybe. Maybe wait
1: mm-hmm. for it to go on Steam sale or even its post-release sale. Yeah, grab it up. That's,
0: that's usually my life right there is sales. Anything yeah. with sale in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've played all the, all the Assassin's Creed games, and I have 100% minus multiplayer achievements. I believe all of them. I think nice. the last one, I have like one dumb achievement or something to get.
0: Yeah. But See, that should say a lot to anybody about a game. If they, if if somebody out there trusts your opinion, like you have family or friends that are listening to this podcast and they hear that, when you hear somebody utter the words, oh, 100% of it, understand if you know the person, you know their mentality, we're not always saying that to puff our chest out. We're not always saying that to be like, oh, well, I mastered that game. No, it's more that... I liked this game so much that when I got done with the 20 percent of the storyline, I wanted more and kept going for more and more and more and I did everything in that game, not because I wanted a fucking trophy because I loved the game that much you know? yep I mean I to will me, say about that's the last what that means
1: about the last 10 percent? yeah, I just wanted the, the achievement at that point, but you know the other 90 <laughs> yeah.
0: percent. Yeah. It was fun. Well, when you, when you stuck that far, I could understand you <laughs> wanting, okay, I earned this much. I will take this, but you, you know what I'm getting. At. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I enjoy it. It's, even though it's repetitive gameplay, I still find it fun. Uh, like I said, Black Flag, you get me on a ship. I'm just going to sail around for a while. You know, yeah. there are ships I can destroy. I can, no reason to, no story related reason, not even any percentage re, percent, uh, related reason. I just Game go out and nice. blow up some
0: ships. That's nice to know. That That's a reason why fucking Just Cause 2 is on my wall. Yeah, I yeah. played through the story of it. It was whatever. It's a fucking Just Cause story. The other umpteen hundred hours was just me going around and not doing any. It's like, it's, it's, you know, same thing with Grand Theft Auto. You know, you don't always have to be going for something. You just want to fuck around in the world. Yep. It's good to know. So, aside from games, what about any any uh, other other life stuff? Any any movies you've been watching recently? Any TV shows, anime, anything other than games?
1: Um, TV wise, I actually binged watched all of uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, so you're, I, you're all caught up now, huh? I am. I had originally watched, and I've read all the books long ago. Yeah. Um, I had originally watched up to part of season two. Um mm-hmm. I got HBO so I could do it and then I got sidetracked with games or whatever so I didn't watch it anymore like my That's HBO the story of
0: our life but we get sidetracked with games
1: Yeah so I let the HBO I went ahead and canceled it cuz I wasn't watching it anyway but yeah. I use uh Sling for TV now I'm not sure if no. you're familiar with it um we completely not... got rid of the television through uh Cox who you know provides our local
0: stuff Right, and, cut the cable, bro. You got to. There's no need for it. Yes, and then we got
1: Sling, so we still get the channels we want. You know, we can watch wrestling and stuff like that. But they mm-hmm. had, a couple weeks weekends ago, a free HBO and a couple other channels. I think it was HBO, Cinemax, and whatever else. But you could watch them for free all
0: weekend. Oh, snap.
1: Now, and that's, you know, why I started watching it, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to stop, you know, when Sunday came around, so I left it open. And they don't have their system set up to where if you don't close the window, it doesn't lock you out. Oh, so I was able nice. to keep watching, you know, for six more days. I think it took me did to finish you watching. sling hack? Is that what you did? I mean, call it what <laughs> you will.
0: <laughs> all right. Cool. So you watched all the Game of Thrones. You're all yeah. caught up. And, hey, you've only got one more season to go, bro. And then you're done completely. Yep. Whenever it, whenever it's released.
1: And now I don't have to sit there and worry about spoilers, especially at work right now. Thank God, yeah. For a while it was like every day they'd start talking about it. And I just gonna, had to get up and walk away, you know, so I didn't have to sit there and listen to it.
0: I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my end of time cast statement on Game of Thrones. Hear me out. I give the entire series probably about a six and a half to a seven out of ten. And Here's why. Is it a bad series? No. I think anybody that is mildly, remotely out of their peripheral interested in a fantasy type setting, like if you're just a general fucking Joe Blow guy or girl and you hear dragons and you're like, oh, dragons are cool. You will like Game of Thrones. If you're the person that likes deceit and inner turmoil and trying to figure out inner politics and who's backstabbing who and who's against who and what is all this shit going after? What does it all mean? You will like Game of Thrones. My problem is that I've been playing video games for 30 plus years. I have seen and heard stories that I have forgotten about. I have, I've, I've been through dragons. I've been through dwarves. I've been through kingdoms. I played the entire fucking Legacy of Cain series. And if I can wrap my head around that, Game of Thrones can take a fucking stiff lollipop. You know what I mean? It's it's not, it's, it's, it's kiddie to me. Um, it is interesting. It's very good. There were moments that kept me intrigued. There were moments that made me go, oh, shit. But as a series, I didn't, I wasn't fucking frothing at the mouth. You know, even at the times where when it was going from season to season and I had to wait, I wasn't, like, scratching my arm at a fever pitch, like, oh, God, I can't wait for the next season. It was more like, hey, man, when it comes out, I'm going to watch it. It's going to have some moments. It's going to have some shitty ones. But when you come from our world where fantasy setting is almost an everyday occurrence, (laughs) when you come from our world where you see and actually play this stuff and you are a part of it and you have it just you just ingest it all the time Game of Thrones is it gives it gets a thumbs up for me that's a that's about the best I can say it um I mean I I'm gonna watch the next season when it finishes it's, it's probably gonna be cool it's not gonna be the greatest thing since sliced bread to me it's definitely not bad I'm not saying that it's just I'm trying to put where my interest level in game of thrones is i had a good time with it i had a good time but again like about a seven at the most it wasn't the greatest thing ever
1: yeah it was interesting going from the books to the show Um, yeah there's
0: the other aspect for me is i don't i haven't read the books so that's that's you you probably have way more to say about that than me
1: i will say that overall i enjoyed the books more than the show now it's not to say the show was bad (laughs) yeah yeah true um, but there were a few times where I was like, wow, I'm glad I saw this on the show because I either a didn't notice it in the book or B it was much more detailed than I got from the book, which right. is interesting when you think about it, Cause when you think about the book, you're like, oh, well, I've got all these words to describe what's happening, but at the same time, not every little detail is focused on and some that's of nice. that's, you know, new to the show or exclusive to the show, I should say where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy has this look on his face at what just happened or something like that, and that's not necessarily something you can entirely convey in a book because, right. you know, a person's face, there's so many things to des- – or so many ways to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are so much more brutal in the yeah. show than you realize when you're reading the uh book. Yeah. So –
0: just especially in general with it being on HBO, you know, they're trying to go for that shock factor, be it oh, yeah. nudity, violence, uh, treachery, whatever. They're trying to push that envelope, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, uh, a series that I got into, uh, I'm not sure, guys, I would have to go back and listen to the last two episodes again. It's been three months for me. So if I'm repeating this, I'm sorry but uh, uh i i don't i'm the same way as chris i don't have tv here at my house uh usually my my shows are ran through something like sling or something of the sort i don't i don't have cable but it's and it's it just in me as a person i and i'm sure chris can agree and understand this i have too many fucking hobbies and don't have enough time for them i like video, i love video games i love anime uh there are some very scant few tv series that i do like i like riding my motorcycle i like watching movies I just don't fucking have enough time for all this and the first thing that got really pushed to the wayside in my personal life was tv shows one because i don't like going week to week going what's going to happen and two i don't know man i'm just i, I i've ingested so much content with games that It's rare, it's very rare for a TV show to get my attention. Uh, I started, I tried to watch Breaking Bad. I got like three episodes into that and kind of flaked off from it. I tried to watch The Walking Dead, believe it or not, even though I'm so fucking sick and tired of zombies. Uh, I got, now here's the thing with Walking Dead. I got four episodes into season one and quit because I was just bored. I was just not, it wasn't horrible. I was just like, eh, meh. It's not really appealing to me, and my friends tell me, "Bruh, from episode five on, that's when it gets good." I'm like, "Well, I gave you four episodes, damn it! You can't tell me that <laughs> you had your chance." Yeah, but it's rare for me to find a TV show like I way way back in the day, like five, six, seven years ago, I used to watch House. I liked the first like three seasons of House because I like his character, but. I tapered off after that i didn't really care about it
1: yeah it got pretty ridiculous at like season 5 anyway
0: so. yeah whenever whenever the old crew left and he brought in the new the new crew which i know everybody liked the newer crew for different reasons I w- it just didn't feel the same to me it wasn't the same show it didn't it didn't have the same draw that it used to but recently a, a tv series that i got into and we live in such a spoiled age now thanks to netflix to where they just drop fucking series. You know, they'll drop an yeah. entire fucking season at one time, so you can just watch it all. Uh, I did watch uh, Stranger Things. I felt it was okay. I was My mind was not blown, but it, I, it had some good acting. had some good shit in it. But I did watch all of uh, Black Mirror. Have you ever heard about this show? I haven't even heard of it. Okay, so you need to add this somewhere in your notes and take a chance at it. I think I think there's only like 7 or 8 episodes right now because it's it it was I believe it's like a British. It's it's British by production, but it's it's most it's pretty much English show. You don't have to you you don't have to understand British humor, is what I'm getting at. Okay. Um really really good series. Every episode is its own encapsulated episode and they're all takes on what the world would be like in the future. If different parts of technology just took over, (laughs) like what is the world going to be like 20 years from now? When like social media is so, is so prominent. Like it's literally everywhere. It's in your house. It's in your phone. It's in, it's, it's in your TV. It's in every, which it kind of is now. I I say, you mean like the present? Like like now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see. What's another one? Uh, they they have a j- just to give you a couple snippets of an episode, uh, and this is not spoiler. This is more like getting you an idea of a couple premises. One is they have in the future a technology to where they put us they do a, they do a surgery on your eyeball. That's kind of like having contacts in, but permanent. And the contact, it's the the your eyeball basically can record everything it sees all the time. So when you're just living your life, it's always recording. It's always on. So there are different facets of life that this this comes into play. Like let's say that you and your your girl go out and you have somebody babysit your kids. Y'all come back and you're like, "Okay, now let me now run let me let me pull back the recordings of my my child's eyes. I want to see what my child saw for the last 3 hours. So let me fast forward through it and see what she saw." You know, did she see, did she see the babysitter at all? Did the babysitter just neglect my child? You know, did, did, did she abuse my child? And I, and you know, do I see this person beating my child? You know, um, if you go through a security air at an airport, they go, okay, well, let me see, let me just pull your recordings for the past like two weeks. Let me see what shit you've been up to to make sure that you haven't been talking to terrorists or, you know, building a bomb or whatever. So that's a premise. And the entire episode is just following, uh, just a little one, two day snippet of these, of this couple's life, like having this facet in their life, of they have everything in their life recorded at all times. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, another, another one, just, again, just an example with a social media thing. It's, uh, it's an episode where, um, they use social media as as a way to grade themselves in life at all <laughs> times. So, like, if me and you see each other on the street and we talk to each other for a minute and when we go to leave, you feel like, you know, I was a decent person, my conversation was cool, and I felt you were a decent person your conversation, you would literally rate each other right then, like on the scale between one and five. Yelp so, people. like... Yeah. So then if you go, an example is, you know, you go to a diner and you, you know, you go order something at, at, you order a sandwich and the, the the waiter is a fucking shit bag and doesn't refill your drink or they're just an asshole in general. You just give that person a rating, not their serving skill, but just their person. You just rate them as a person and it, it tailors people. It makes everybody have this fucking outer sheen at all times where they're always <laughs> like smiling and they're always nice and they're always wanting to give you one to two comments every time they see you. So and it just follows a person in life of how their life is affected by this, like how they live their life this way. Um, I want to say I have to look back at the actual numbers. I, I'm not pulling up anything right this second, but I think there's like maybe three or four seasons but because of the way that they're structured, there's only like two or three episodes per season. I want to say total, there's like 10 to 12 episodes right now, and that's it. They're going to be releasing the next season sometime this year, maybe even this month or next month. I'm not sure. But, oh, man, they are so good. They're so good. The first episode is is definitely going to have a shock factor to it. It's going to have one of those, are you fucking kidding me? Is that what <laughs> they're doing? But it's... It's all in scope. It's all so pretty much reality based, and very, very, very interesting. Like I said, it's it's rare for a fucking TV series to catch my eye, and this one definitely got my eye. And I can pick probably five episodes that are mm, so good, so good. Oh, I mean, it's got fact, my attention now. So. And the fact that they're all encapsulated, the fact that they're all their own little stories, makes it better. You know, you yeah. don't have to worry about going episode one, episode two, et cetera, et cetera. So, definitely worth a check. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What about movies? You seen any movies recently?
1: I have not. I am i don't – we don't go to the movies often, and we don't watch a lot of TV, so Damn. I typically don't see a lot of them.
0: So, I guess I can't talk about the new It to you then. Damn.
1: I mean, that's one I probably won't see, so. Why? Why would you see It? Uh, I mean –
0: not a horror uh, guy, not a scary guy. I, I don't. Guy.
1: I don't really have a lot of interest in seeing it. I mean, I didn't read the book. I don't really. I mean, clown. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Heather
0: shaking her head. No. So. Oh, now she has to see it. Now she has to. Uh,
1: um, yeah. I just. I have no. In, I'm just not interested in it at this point. Uh, and yeah, horror does. I'm not really into it a whole lot.
2: Um, That's cool. It is fine. Everybody, missed. everybody
0: has their taste, you know. No hatred here. But for those that have seen it, and those that want to talk about it, maybe I'll have my own little, like, maybe like a spoiler cast or something. It was, it was very good. I enjoyed it, book or not book. Uh, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I've got a question for you since you said that. Do you?
1: And you know, I probably should know this, being family and all. But how much do you read?
0: Uh. None okay uh, <laughs> the last time that I was reading, and quote unquote heavy into reading was close to over two decades ago when I was in high school <laughs> um i I was on a big Stephen King and Dean Koontz kick when I was in high school. I read probably five or six Stephen King books uh I read the entirety of the stand. I read four, the three or four different compilation stories that he had. Uh, I read a couple other ones like Gerald's Game. I I read the entire Dark Tower series. Don't even get me started on that. Um, But... Okay. I run into the same problem with reading as I do watching anime. Is that... I'm, I'm a snob when it comes to watching anime. <laughs> I have to watch it with Japanese dialogue and English subtitles. Oh, absolutely. I think I went over, I I went over this in an episode. Yeah, one of my our Tangent episodes when I was talking about anime. And in my household, on my time off, anytime, if you're looking for me, you will find me in my recliner in front of two TVs, and I'm playing games on one screen, and I'm watching or listening to something on the other screen. But when I watch anime, I cannot do two or three other things at once. I right. can't. I have you have to watch because you have to read, and I'll have to go back because I missed something, etc., etc. And that's the same way with me in reading. I cannot. I'm too fucking fidgety. I'm too wired. I can't sit down and read a book. Now, what I will do is listen to an audio book. Uh, I'll watch. I'll listen to it on a commute. I'll listen to them on a trip. But even, even that being the case, it's been so long since I've ingested a book. Now, my wife, on the other hand, she reads all the time. She's all up into books, um, mainly reading. She doesn't do audiobooks. She does actual reading. But for me, nah, it's, I, I don't, I don't read a lot. It's just another thing. And again, I like it. It's not a, I don't do it. I think it's dumb. It's just, I don't, I don't have time, and I'm too wired.
1: Yeah. You know, I can't do the whole audiobook thing. And I think you it's can't. kind of, it's kind of the opposite of you where, you know, you can't sit there and read. Well, I can't sit there and listen because yeah. my hands are free and I, I read ebooks now anyway. So my hands are usually free, but I'm yeah. actually looking at a screen or looking at a page reading and that's getting my attention. But when it's just playing in my ear, I'm like, Oh, look, that's a nice cloud. You know, I can't just sit there and focus on it because it's nothing but audio. I need to have a visual thing to associate with it.
0: Yeah. Usually, if I'm, again, it's, if if I'm playing a game on one screen, on the other screen, I'll have, like, maybe a Let's Play, or there, there's several fucking YouTube channels that I have subscribed to, and I'll watch whatever the content they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll have other podcasts playing. So I'm... I'm really good at having two inputs coming to me at one time. So I can be playing a game. I could be playing Super Metroid, but I could be listening to, like, the Two Best Friends podcast or the Giant Bomb cast or something. Um So audiobooks right up my alley.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do it's, the same thing. I have five screens sitting in front of me, so I have plenty of visual space. And, you know, as long as I'm not streaming, I'll be, whatever I'm playing, I probably, like, right now, I have an emulator open for phone games, so I don't have to mm-hmm. sit there and do it on my phone I have other games open. I have my streaming screen with uh, my streaming software open. I have Audacity open on another screen for this, with IRC chat related to my stream and all this stuff open. You know, mm-hmm. and I normally have something a watch, whether it's Achievement Hunter or, you know, some Twitch stream open. Yeah, I'm. We
0: are we are yeah. definitely multitaskers at heart. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I can't just sit there and it's one of those things where if I'm listening to a book, I want to listen to it. I want to be able to focus on it because books have details that you don't want to miss. You know, in a podcast, you may tune out a couple words, but when they get loud or something, you know, okay, it's time to pay attention or you hear buzzwords to get your attention. And yeah. with a book, I don't, I don't like that. I want to be able to listen and devote attention to it. And I can't do that if I don't have anything visual to go with it.
0: Yeah. I'm a very I'm a very volatile person by nature. I'm a very energetic like I have to have things going on and when I when I watch anime or I read a book everything gets turned down. Like my whole entire being gets just whittled down to this one thing and I can work with it but it's I guess for lack of a better word, I get bored, even though the the fucking book could be great. the anime could be great, I get fidgety, you know what I mean so it's just a it's just a personal thing it's just a- yeah so speaking of where you came from uh well the, the the fact that you said you have like five screens right now, this is something I thought about in the <laughs> past past few months of how how fucking far we as gamers in general, not just me and you but period have come. Like, to think, if I was to go back in high school and say, dude, in your adult years, you're going to be in a position to where not only you're going to have two fucking screens for one, you're going to have two TVs, if you will, and on one TV, you're going to be playing a video game, and on another TV, you're going to be watching other people play or review or talk about another video game. That would blow my fucking 15, 16-year-old mind. what do you mean i have two tvs for one and two who the fuck would watch somebody play games you know who would listen who would just listen to other people talk about games and yet here we are in 2017 and that is not that's like the norm you know what i mean that's the everyday occurrence that's how people make their living is just by making youtube videos or podcasts or whatever you know absolutely It, it 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 it's kind of a decent little segue for both of us to reach back into our history and talk about our roots of where we came from as gamers, where we started at. Now, I've ger- I've talked for a lot on these episodes, and I think people can piece together, but you're brand spanking new. These yep. people don't know you from high heaven, so why don't you start us off, Chris, as far back as you want to go and as much detail as you want to give us. Tell us where you came from. From in the gaming world to lead you to where you are today. So,
1: I think first off, I had a question for you. How close are you and Adam and
0: H? Uh, I think he. I think I'm his senior by like maybe four, four or five years. Okay, so he's so actually we're, closer
1: we're, to me than you.
0: Oh yeah, we're we're fairly close. Okay,
1: yeah, because I, I thought it, you know, good idea to establish that. I am younger than you, as you alluded to earlier, but it's by, like, I think seven years or something like that. Right. As um, of this
0: recording, I am 35, and you are?
1: Oh, wow. I'm only—I'm 30.
0: Oh, well, there you So hey, you're, you're hey, not as old hey, as I thought hey. you were. No. What? That's some fucking look. And people on the outside like these two are fucking family. They don't even know that they're. I really thought you were like a decade under me, or around about a decade. You know? Because I thought it was seven years
1: based on stuff I remember from elementary school, and you coming in being older. You know, and you being in the army while I was still in middle school. Kind of. You know.
0: I'm 35, I'll be 36 in January. So, I mean, I'm close enough to 36, I guess.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, not too big of a difference, but enough, I think, in the gaming world, especially. That's a uh, generation. Yeah.
0: That's a generation gap right there, you know?
1: Yeah. So, I know when I was listening to you and Adam talk about the old days and SNES and NES even, and going back to Atari, um, I didn't have a lot of that. I My main starting point was Sega Genesis. Yeah. Um, I had a Nintendo. I remember playing the original Zelda for it, not doing anything because, you know, I was a little kid that didn't understand how, what I was doing, but I remember playing that. Um, we were able to rent games from the gas station up the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't tell you a single other game I played other than like Duck Hunt and, you know, the traditional Mario and whatnot. Yeah. But I did not have a Super Nintendo.
0: Um, oh, my heart broke.
1: Yeah. I don't know that I... I'm trying to think when the first time I played Super Nintendo was. And I really couldn't tell you. Maybe not until I discovered emulators. Yeah. Because then I went back and I played a quite a few games. um, NES and SNES at that point. But yeah, like I was saying, my big starting point was Sega Genesis. You know, Andy had his Sega. I got mine when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, in between those, you know, Altered Beast, uh marble madness or whatever it was called yep. the mortal Kombat games the sonic games you know sonic was a big one uh yeah i spent a lot of time on sega and when i got my sega i actually got the sega cd with it and oh, that was wow. one of my favorite things um, oh wow <laughs> yeah one of my one of my favorite games to this day well you know you had your uh Top gift favorite, or top however many games of all time, so and so, and mm-hmm. you know, I posted a comment saying, you know, Lunar was mine, Silver yeah. Star, and oh,
0: that's that's you and Adam all day right there. Yeah, and and, loves fucking Lunar, and the
1: sequel is you know my second favorite game, yeah. uh, followed by you know Final Fantasy VII, but um, yeah, so Sega CD was where I really enjoyed games the most until mm-hmm. PlayStation came around, um, okay, so. Talked about Lunar. There's also a game called Dark Wizard. Uh, Dark Wizard is an old school RTS type game. Where it was turn-based, going back and forth with units. Um, you could fight them against the enemy. They'd level up. They'd actually evolve into something else. You know, whether that was a human as a warrior into a berserker, or berserker into warrior, or whatever the pattern was. Um, yeah. These flaming birds turned into rocks or whatever. There are hydras, you know, stuff like that. And I would spend hours upon hours playing this game, not progressing. I mainly played the first map over and over and over again, mainly because I I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) But also because I just enjoyed grinding them up, you know, seeing how strong can I get without killing the boss. Right. So I'd go over to the boss's castle, because the enemy always has a castle somewhere on the map. And you have your own castle, you lose your castle, you lose. So I'd go over, I'd surround the boss with units, and have them attack and earn experience. One gets weak, I back it up, because it's permadeath, you know, for your units. They right. die, they're dead. So I'd go in, get experience, and then back off, fill its spot with another unit I had waiting in reserve. And I would just sit there and do that. So, okay, I want to evolve all my units. Don't need to. They don't necessarily carry over. Um, I think some of them did. But I think, and you had different heroes you could start with and whatnot. But I spent tons of time on that game. I actually own it. I don't know where it is right now. But I actually <laughs> bought it off eBay so I'd have a copy of it. Right, um, right. And then there was Fantasy Star 3, I want oh, to say. Yeah. Um, that was one that Andy had, mm-hmm. I didn't own that one. And that game was notorious for losing its save. So what? I, yeah, I didn't play a whole lot of it because oh, I kept losing my no. saves.
0: Oh no. An RPG that notoriously loses saves. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, oh god. I mean,
1: you have to keep in mind that this was Sega. So you had the actual cartridge, the Sega cartridge, which is your memory card mm-hmm. and they were very unreliable.
0: Um, that's so sad because the fucking Nintendo had cartridges too and their Memory is held up just fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it was about it, but you know, I'd play it for a little bit, save, go on to something else, come back, have to start over, so I didn't make it a whole very far in that. Um that's actually one of the games I want to go back to on a emulator so I don't have to worry about that problem. But and as then,
0: far as RPGs, did they, did they hold up? Did you enjoy them? Were they good RPGs?
1: Yeah, I mean, what little I was able to play. <laughs> wow. Um and it was kind of funny though because I was doing the same thing with Lunar and I didn't have that problem. So part of it was the game. And mm. I don't know and I was one of those where you know I had multiple cartridges, so I'd use one for Lunar, one for Fantasy Star. So it may have just been that cartridge was bad. Yeah. Um but I don't know. But yeah. Uh Sewer Shark. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's another game I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I don't, I can't really say I ever accomplished anything productive in that game. Um, Mm -hmm. I had Power Rangers on the Sega CD.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: yeah. So Sega, I mean, and then Andy had his wall of games. I couldn't even tell you all of them anymore. I don't even remember most of them. Uh, you brought up the other day, the haunting on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That I played a ton of that game too. Again, didn't know what I was doing, but
0: I enjoyed it. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Go around and fucking make shit scary in a house it's it's all kind of wacky humor, but it's still it's a fucking cool idea, yeah, I mean, I was a little kid, so what did I care mm-hmm. um, yeah, so where'd you go after the Sega and the sega c d you said you had a playstation after what was that what was that life like
1: so in before I get into playstation, between that um and even when I got to playstation, I never had nintendo sixty four until I was an adult wow, um but wow. but you know. I played with you during uh, Thanksgiving and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and one of my best friends growing up, he had a 64. I spent Mm -hmm. a ton of time at his house, so I was able to play Mario 64, Star Fox, you know, all the classic 64 games, Perfect Dark.
0: Mm -hmm. um, Goldeneye, yeah. Goldeneye,
1: yep. yep. Yeah, and I was more of a Perfect Dark fan than a Goldeneye fan, so.
0: Yeah. I, I, that was one of those games where if you put them side by side, Perfect Dark did outshine GoldenEye, but be, I guess because it was the first in that, in that space, GoldenEye just kept overriding everything, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, and it had movies behind it, too.
0: Exactly. So, yeah.
1: Perfect Dark is like, what's this?
0: um you I know will, you're in good you know you're in good company when you talk to somebody and you bring up golden eye and somebody says yeah your perfect dark was good you know and you're like yeah okay so you understand that there was more than just golden eye on that system
1: yeah yeah it's and it's funny how few people talk about it um i will say though and it's kind of jumping into the 360 territory mm-hmm. perfect dark zero not as good
0: that's what I heard. I, I was interested in that when it came out, and I was like, I love Perfect Dark. Sure, if it's getting a fucking facelift, I'll try it out. And then the reviews came out around it were like, don't, just, no, don't do it. So yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I got to enjoy 64 at, you know, friends' houses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when I got the PlayStation, and I'm trying to think of if I had one before Andy let me play his, because he always had the newest stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Um. but most of my playstation memories are sitting there playing final fantasy VII. yeah uh yeah. that twisted metal
2: mhm
1: you know um and i had a I have a whole slew of rpgs that i still haven't beat to this day i've started them again um and then got sidetracked of course with modern stuff it's hard to go back and play the old games when there's so much new stuff to play it is um, man it is but like Beyond the Beyond, fun mm-hmm. game. I enjoy it. Has good mechanics, good story from what I've played of it. But I've yet to beat it. I don't know if I've even got halfway through it before. Um, wow. You know, the older RPGs were typically longer than a lot of the modern ones. But
0: Wild Arms. Do you remember? Just this is a quick tangent question. Yeah. There was a Tales of Destiny for the PlayStation 1 that oh, yeah. you had. Do you remember which one it was? Was it, was it the first? It was Tales of Destiny. Okay. Because I remember that game. I remember borrowing it from you. And I I remember giving it back, but I never got to beat it because I got stuck. I was stuck in a fucking castle. It had to have been like, I don't know, eight, nine castles into that game. So I never beat it. And I went back to it recently. I'm still going to finish it. It's still, it's the Tales of Destiny game was really good. I enjoyed yeah. it. But either I've totally blown past that part and don't know why I even got <laughs> stuck on it, or I haven't gotten to it yet. But I always remember that I was stuck on that some weird castle for God, it was like two or three weeks before I ever gave it back.
1: Yeah, funny enough, I have a very vivid memory of that game because mm-hmm. I was sitting there playing it. During one of the Hurricanes. Oh, wow. Um, I want to say George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably Hurricane George or something like that, one of the older ones. Um, Yeah, we had power still. Or I think we might have even been on generator at that point. Don't don't remember. Either um, way, you were
0: still gaming, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was able to sit there and play it, and I played it during it. Um, nice. I did beat it. Couldn't tell you what it was about. I just remember I played it and beat it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so PlayStation was the core of my gaming history until the modern, you know, Xbox era, era, um, Right. PlayStation two, I didn't play nearly as many games. Mm-hmm. I had quite a few, I think, but then final fantasy 11 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played that for several years, and only that for a while. Uh,
0: yeah. Hey, it's an MMORPG. It's understandable. Yeah. Man, you
1: <laughs> I mean, I still dabble in 11 from time to time. I uh, renewed yeah. my accounts a few months ago, played for a bit, and then again, sidetracked with other games because I didn't want to get into that. Like you've discussed, you play an M- MMO and then the rest of the gaming world, you know,
0: since they're going by. Yep. Um, if I remember right, didn't you jump on 14 for a little bit? I did. I did, and I uh, I still have my 14
1: account. I don't know if it's active right now. I think I actually let it lapse. Yeah. Um, But I did, and one of – I don't know what it is about it, but I just could not stay into it, especially yeah. after they redid it. I'm one of those few that actually enjoyed it at release. Uh, um, yeah. That's where my website came from was people were not able to download patches for the game so I downloaded them, stopped the installer before it deleted the patch, and then mm-hmm. I'd host them online for people to use it as an alternate source. Nice. So that was the, nice. and that started in the beta for it. So I good played the beta.
0: Good gaming community service, everybody. Yeah.
1: I mean, I saw the site. I 14 has changed their uploader, so I literally cannot provide the patches anymore. So I'm kind of right. disappointed in that, but, um, I could do 11, which I do as well, but I've been slacking on that because I don't play it. It's hard to, stick with something like that when you don't play the game itself.
0: Right, right. Um
1: but yeah, so PS2 mainly played Final Fantasy 11. I know there are some RPGs in there that I played. Um I I have, you know, Final Fantasy 8 9. I didn't beat 8. I'm actually I just started a new playthrough on an emulator or actually no on a Steam uh mm-hmm. last week. Uh, so I'll probably do that in some free time. Um, the thing with eight, and this really annoyed me is I got to a point where I couldn't progress and it's mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not under leveled. It's not an issue of being able to beat a boss. It was literally the game glitched and there was supposed to be something there that wasn't.
2: Oh, so I went wow. to this
1: place, the, uh, the little place moves around, you know, the academy or whatever it's called in the game,
0: the CD, CD Academy. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I went to where it was supposed to be and it wasn't there. Oh, shit. And it was to the point where I looked it up online and looked at a, you know, FAQ, a walkthrough, followed it step by step, making sure I was in the right area, doing the right things, had all the prereqs done and it wasn't there. Oh, so man. I don't know what happened, but then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll start over. And then my save got corrupted. <laughs>
0: That's a sign, buddy. So I never paid it.
1: <laughs> I never made it past disc one. Wow. So I started last week. I'll do that, you know, when I'm bored and need something to do. Um, um nine, I played through nearly beat it. And that was the one where I got stuck on the bus. So I needed to go grind some. I had no mm-hmm. desire to do it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And then I think after that shifted to PS2 with 10, mm-hmm. which I played and beat, I have played and beat 10 too um, yeah
0: what'd you Plus, think of uh what'd you think of 10 and 102 respectively
1: so back then i didn't mind 10 yeah. i um it was a rpg it was fun had decent mechanics um i didn't have any issues you know i didn't really yeah. follow the story back then as much as you know didn't understand as much yeah. um i recently played through it again because i was going to play 102 Um, Because I didn't play 10-2 back in the day. Mm -hmm. Or I saw it played or something like that, and I never actually did it myself. But then they came out with the remaster for PS2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So I played that, or PS3, I think. Um, So I played that. And 10 now, I definitely see why people say parts of it are annoying. I still enjoy the game. I still think the mechanics are good.
0: I like the whole grid system. I like the battle mechanics. Um, And yes, I, I as well like the sphere grid.
1: So I had no issues with it other than you know stupid character moments, but you yeah. know that's what is what it is.
0: I think there were some lulls in the actual story and I I don't, I don't think their crescendo was as big as it could have been. Uh I think there are definitely other Final Fantasies that have ended better, mm-hmm. but I got what they were going for and I was I was I was entertained enough. It, it was not a bad Final Fantasy, I will say that.
2: Yeah.
1: And ten two I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't have any huge issues with it. um I wasn't a huge fan of that one sphere system because yeah. they changed it towards the dress thing. yeah, um if they had had the ten system in it, it would have been great. you know, it had any complaints about the game. I don't think
0: um, my my quick elevator pitch about ten two is I have played the game through its entirety one time, couldn't tell you shit about it. There was cool dresses, and the the final boss, his design looked cool. But that's all I can tell you. I remember not a damn thing about that game story or anything else.
1: The the Final Fantasy game for me like that is twelve. Oh God, no! I, Chris, I know, no. I know. I, I listened to no, you talking about, it, God, I was like, I know, God, pull it out, it
0: hurts. God.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. So I remember playing it. I remember beating it. I'm. Not certain how, and that was on a PS2 still, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how much side stuff I did, but all I remember from that game is I have a picture, not a screenshot, because this is, you know, PS2 days. I took it with, you know, a camera. Right. Uh, or, yeah, whatever I had. Might have been actually a webcam, you know, going from the computer to show the TV. Right. Uh of me doing some combo, and I had such a huge number uh, for my combo that was on. I was like, I have to take a picture of this. That's the oh. only memory I have of the game. I don't know why I did the combo. I don't know how hard it was anymore. Couldn't tell you anything about the story of the game. Oh, right, but in the field. Oh. but I played it and beat it. <laughs>
0: That's understandable. May I mean, it, just like any other older type game, I'm sure if you went through it today, you'd have a different perspective. And yeah. If anybody could tell you that, hey, you should be paying attention to the story. That is the takeaway from that game for me. Uh, I like the battle system enough. The gamut system was cool idea. I got it. The they weren't summons. They were something else. They were called something else. But the whatever right. they, whatever they were, they had cool designs. I guess. But the story of 12, again, I, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, You, anybody out there, you can go to YouTube right now and you can Google, there's probably about five or six different people that have done it by now, but you can Google like Final Fantasy 12, the movie, and they've taken not only every cutscene from the game, but every story scene from the game so anytime characters had dialogue and they just made this three and a half four four and a half hour long movie it's a long fucking movie yes but that is i don't even have to play the game anymore i will never need to play the game i I can literally just watch that as a movie and it's mm, so good (laughs) so good so good
1: yeah so i do have that on my list to play because they have the ps4 Remaster, re-release, uh, whatever they yeah. called it. Yeah, and they um, uh, they
0: added like a fast forward feature to it now, which is fucking crazy. It's like four times the speed if you just want to <laughs> speed emulate the game for whatever reason, you know.
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it, Final Fantasy VII on Steam or on PC in general, because it was on out on through Square before it was on Steam, um, they actually added extra XP, extra money. You could trigger all of these things to make the game easier to play through. Nice. So if you don't want to, you know, sit there and grind, you just want to experience the story, you can do that. You know, right. Now it's not going to be as good, in my opinion, as if you're around the same level. You know, you don't want to just sit there and overpower everything, despite you know how much I used Game Shark as a kid. Exactly. But, uh,
0: because then you're just there's no challenge. You're just pressing buttons and yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I do have that on my list to play once I get a PS4. Um, I have an Amazon list for each console. Mm-hmm. So I go back and I add games um, as they come out that I think I want to play. And I'll look at every once in a while and I'll go, no, nah, I don't really want to play that um, yeah. and see what's on sale and whatnot. Uh, and it's on there. So I will go back and play 12 because I don't remember anything about it and because yeah. of how you were talking about it before. So I was like, all right, I need to give this another shot and actually remember what's going on.
0: Yeah, I, I can only, this this is solely an opinion thing. You know, it's only me talking from my perspective and my opinion. There's probably some Final Fantasy aficionados out there that have played all 40 Final Fantasy, including spinoff games, and we'll, they will probably tell you 12 is part of the weakest story for them. All I know is, for me, the way that they handle that game from the actual narrative, the actual way that they speak in the game, uh, to the story itself, to all the weaving back and forth of what's going on. The actual overarching storyline is is somewhat generic and yet handled very gracefully. Uh, again, even if I don't play the game ever again, I will watch that movie at least once to twice a year. I love that story. Love it to death. It nice. is underneath Final Fantasy VI for me as the, the second greatest Final Fantasy that I've ever played.
1: So. Yep, I'll give it a fair
0: shot. Again, <laughs> but anyway, skewing skewing the car back on track. So you, yeah. so you, in the final in the PlayStation Two era, you were talking before I interrupted you. My bad.
1: Uh, yeah. So I think PS Two. I know I have a bunch of games that are on my shelf. You know, I can't see them because all my screens right now. But uh, you know, first world problems and all.
0: Yeah, uh, for real. I'm sorry about that, Chris. <laughs> that you can't see stuff because you got five fucking monitors blocking your way.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. I you know, I can't really list off PS2 games. I know that had a lot of games, but really for me, it was a lot of PlayStation games back in the day. Um, I don't even know. I, I'd have to go look at my shelf to literally talk about PlayStation 2 games, I think, That's which is fine. kind of sad. If it, sad. it, if it um, doesn't
0: hold a big weight for you, then what did you do after? What came next?
1: So I, And I think... One of the things around this time is that I was still playing Final Fantasy XI. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I oh yeah, your 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 vision was bottlenecked, bro.
1: Yeah. So from 2005, 2004 ish. I'm trying to think of when Eleven came out on PS2 because I played from the you know PS2 and a release. Like I want to say. Did.
0: I want to say it came out sometime either late 2003 or early 2004 because I was deployed at the time yeah. overseas, and I was reading about 11 via magazine. So when I was when I get home, I'm going to get this game. So, yep. yeah, I want to say mid to late 2003 or early, early 2004.
1: Yeah, I, I want to say it's 2004 because um, I think it's like March is the month I remember. Um, but I played it pretty religiously until, well, it's hard to say because I played on and off so much. I wouldn't play it for six months and I'd play it for a year, or I'd take a year off and then play it for three months. But when I played it, that was, you know, what I played. I'd fall asleep playing, you know, that type of thing, Um as much as people hated that in groups. but um, So that really lasted, I would say, up until partway through the Xbox 360. I mean, that long of time. Um, And then 360 came around. Halo, you know, that completely changed the gaming world for me. Again, like, 7 was on the PlayStation era.
0: Now, you're... Right, did you did you skip the original Xbox? Oh, I'm sorry. Sense? Yeah, Xbox. Okay. that's why. Okay, just make sure. Just I was trying sure. to get my time. I'm like, this I know make what sense. you meant, and yeah. I know somebody out there right now is going. Eh, new I know what you meant. Yeah. You meant. So to retract
1: what I said, I mean, I played eleven up until the Xbox, <laughs> you know, part way
0: through its life cycle. Um, that is Chris's way of deleting your comments off the podcast right now before you start your bullshit, folks. Yeah, so... Redacted!
1: So, Halo, like I was saying, completely changed the gaming world for me. It was mm-hmm. one of those huge, impactful games. You know, me and you played it a ton. All You know, I think one through three, we played a ton together, uh, yep. and separately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was on the original Xbox, because Halo just dominated it. It did. Um.
0: There were some other notable games. I mean they were like uh, Jet Grind. Uh I know the original was on the st- uh sorry, the Dreamcast for me, but I You know, I it completely
1: the- glazed over the Dreamcast.
0: Really? Yeah, we as in you didn't play it or you I forgot didn't talk to about it. it, yeah. Oh I mean, well you better I- go back and get the Dreamcast is due, bruh.
1: I mean Fantasy Star Online. Oh yes. Um yes. we played that you're like, hey, you know, we can do this and I do this on my Dreamcast and I can play with you across the internet. What a world! And it wasn't part difference. of the game or something like that. Yeah. Um, I had to have this other CD to install the software to be able to play with you online on yep. the Dreamcast. Yeah. But that was I mean, it was fun. Um playing the Sonic Adventure games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic Adventure was really my main Dreamcast thing. I played Shinmu. Um, I actually borrowed that from someone, I think. Yeah. um, And I may still have it. Um, Yeah. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of games that I played for it. But it was a fun system, fun games. It just Mm -hmm. had that, you know, low uh, lifespan. Yeah. That short lifespan, rather. Yeah. Um, And then we went to Xbox, and that's when everything changed because Xbox was. Xbox, you know, changed everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: PS3, I didn't really play a lot of. You know, it had the RPGs on it, so that's where I played... Uh, I'm trying what was on PS3. What Final Fantasy... Was 12 on? No, 12 wasn't on 3.
0: No, was I on think uh, only... F- as far as I'm aware of, I think... Th- Thirteen was on Xbox.
1: Yeah, I played thirteen on Xbox.
0: And fourteen was also on the PS3, and then it then it went to the PS4.
1: Yeah, but I played fourteen on PC.
0: Yeah, and the PC, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah. So i don't, um, I don't have a whole lot of PS3 games either. I've actually played more b- PS3 games recently than I did when it came
0: out. That's that's the same for me. The PS3 era. Uh, You know, the Xbox three, I've, I've got a fucking laundry list of Xbox 360 games, but just because I could only kind of, I was, my life as a gamer accordioned, I went from not being able to have anything to having lots of shit to not having anything again. And I had a 360 and had it, I just kept buying 360 games and buying 360 games. I didn't even have a PS3 until I decided to play Final Fantasy 14. So <laughs> my library was very small. And it was also, that was the time where my my tendrils on the entire gaming landscape started to wane because there's just so much fucking shit. There's so much to play and so much to do. I stopped being the one-stop guy for all the information because a fucking dude at a GameStop would know more than me, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, And I'd say that, you know, 360 is around when I got more serious into playing games. I actually cared mm-hmm. about beating them. Um, i sure there were good games like 7. I beat it, I don't know how many times. Uh, but like I said, I never finished 8. I didn't finish 9 when I was at the final bus. Um, I didn't really care about beating the games. I think 360 is around when that changed. Right. Um, yeah, PS3, I, the games I have for it now... I think are mainly the Demon Souls games.
0: Oh, so good.
1: Um, which I haven't played half of them still. Um, <laughs> I was working on a playthrough of Dark Souls two, I wanna say. Maybe.
0: Um, I think that would be on uh I think that'd be on PS4 or PC and uh Xbox three sixty.
1: Oh that's right, because I am playing it on three sixty.
0: Yeah. I think Demon uh Demon's Souls was on PS three. Uh Dark Souls. I don't know if Dark Souls is on PS three or did I'm not. pretty sure
1: I have that on PS3.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I know it was definitely on the three sixty and on the PC.
1: It's such a mess because when I I actually bought Dark Souls three for um was that on the one or was that still three sixty?
0: Uh Dark Souls three man, that's so far up, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was a that was a that's the Xbox One one. Yeah, so
1: I bought it on Xbox One and it actually came with two, the three sixty oh, version that was backwards compatible. Wow. So and that's that's the only reason I bought it, because I'm pretty sure I already own one of them. <laughs> but because I got the other one for free, I went ahead and did it because also I wasn't gonna hook up my PS3. Um. so some bonus combo download thing is why I did it anyway so I have all the games in this series I think
0: my um, Dark Souls 2 is a little bit a little bit more embarrassing I actually pre-ordered Dark Souls 2 I pre-ordered the special edition Dark Souls 2 in the tin I never even opened it I actually traded that in with other games and other items when I was trying to get my fucking Wii U so I could play <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I do have Dark Souls 2. I have played and through and beat Dark Souls 2, but I did it for the PC. Most right. of my Dark Souls stuff is now on PC, except for Demon Souls, of course, and except for Bloodborne, because they will never fucking have Bloodborne on the PC in any way, shape, or fashion. Thank you, Sony. You fucking suck. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I never played Bloodborne. Oh, so good.
0: That's the I, I heard
1: it was, but, you know, I kind of got burned by Dark Souls slash Demon Souls. Now, really? I'm and an know, asshole. I got it. I, I, I was I to say, I know you're not going to like my opinion, but um, it's one of those things where I feel like a majority of the game is the whole artificial difficulty thing. And I don't find that necessarily fun. Now, hear me out. I don't mind boss mechanics. Mm -hmm. I never went into the boss going, I wish they hadn't done this, you know? Yeah. I don't like the world. Because in particular, there are these stupid platform scaffolding things where you get knocked off a thousand times in a row, and that's not fun. Yeah. So, and that's where I left off on my playthrough, whichever one I'm playing right now, is I'm at a scaffolding area, I have no clue, um, I think I might have actually made it through there, but I spent literally days just trying to get through there, not fighting a boss.
0: Are we talking about Dark Souls, the, the first one? Maybe. Okay, because if you are, it sounds like Town. was it underneath really dark platforms yeah. everywhere? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Blight Town. You just got to get to the bottom. That's all you're trying to yeah. do. Alive, though, that's the
1: thing. Yes. Um, I, I did make it through there. Now I remember. But that one also had where, and you know, I understand it's not a hand-holding game, but I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, all right, I'm going into this area. I know I'm going to fight a boss at some point, but it's like, oh, you know, some indicator, yeah, you're supposed to be fighting this guy. Yeah. Okay, can I at least get a zone name or entry zone or something? Now the first, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. The first game, I really liked the hub system to it because I went in, I did what I was supposed to, I walked out, and I could do them. I'm pretty sure you could do them in whatever order you wanted to. Right. So I'd go in
0: one for the first, and you could just beat them up as you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'd go in, not like that one. I'd move on to the other one, you know, gain some more experience or whatever, and then go do the others as I, you know, progressed. But in, I'm guessing Dark Souls, since uh, it sounds right, you don't have that. It's like, yeah. all right, here you are. You're in the world. Go to this place. And it's like, okay, you need this key. Okay. So let me go run around looking for this key. And I'm come to find out, you know, I'm in a zone that I'm not supposed to be at for, <laughs> you know, 15 hours. And yep. I have a key for a door. And the key says the name of a zone or something. uh. Um, But I can't find the door. I'm in yeah. the zone. You know, it comes up to the name of the zone when you go in it. I'm going exploring every inch of this, and enemies respond. So, of course, I'm fighting the same enemies a hundred times. And I'm just baffled at what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Because I have a key for a door I can't find. Um, so, it's kind of frustrating in that sense. And I also, and this is kind of a community thing I don't like about it is people expect you to go through it, you know, fairly low level. You know, yeah. don't grind, go fight through it. You know, you gain enough experience as you go through it, blah, blah, blah. You know, And Demon Soul, I actually got to a point where I did, I did the grinding for a while, and then I used the uh, exploit that lets you gain them, you know, infinitely. I'm mm-hmm. like, because I'm just going to the same area doing it. I could do it for 30 more hours, because I'm not going to go fight this boss before a certain point or whatever, or I could just use this exploit and get all the souls I need. Right. And it's not like I went to max level. I went right. up, you know, 30 levels or so, which is what I would have did naturally with the grinding and enjoyed the rest of the game because I wasn't getting murdered every second.
2: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And Dark Souls, even without an exploit, I'm going to do the same thing. If I go back and finish it, I'm going to grind somewhere. Um, I was in some forest, I recall, and if you go back, it's a really good spot for grinding.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so this is actually this is actually a topic we can talk about on, on we can have an entire episode about this one day is like what dif- what's the what was the difference between cheating and just saving fucking time? Because I agree. There are so many times in games where I'm like, "Okay, I can either sit here and grind this shit for 10, 15, 20 hours or I can put this fucking code in and get the same fucking result." Not uh, just literally just getting the I, I can spend 20 hours getting 5,000 gold, or I can spend one to two minutes putting a code in. I'm going to do the same fucking thing. I'm just saving yeah. time. It's something that I can literally fucking do and with blindfolded, you know? So I agree, man. There's no fucking shame in that shit. You're yeah. just saving time.
1: So I and I and just I really don't like that artificial difficulty. Do it without leveling. Do it without grinding. No. I want to enjoy the game. I don't right. want to sit there and die over and over. I want to see something beyond the starting area, you know?
0: Yeah. Um well, here's where your fucking shit opinions wrong. Um nah, I'm just kidding man. Everybody's got their own opinions. You you don't have to like anything at all. But for me, the reason why Dark Souls has a spot on my top 15 is because of the shit that it gives you. It I have had I can think of no other game as a whole that has given me more rewarding experience than that game because it is designed to kick the ever-loving shit out of you but when you stop pay attention when you control correctly and you execute moves correctly and do what the fuck you're supposed to do when you kick its ass it's so fucking good there is nothing in that game, aside from actual glitches in the game, and even those I ran into very, very, very few of, where I walked away going, man, fuck you game, you just fucked me. <laughs> it was always my fault. No, you didn't parry fast enough. No, you should have blocked there. No, you should have not. It's like a fucking fighting game, except slowed way down. Yeah. You just do what you're supposed to do, And it'll work. The game tells you everything you need to know within the first two minutes. If you read the intro stuff, it tells you. Press this button to block. Press this button to parry. Press this button to roll. Equip items. This is a strong attack. This is a light attack. Use them accordingly. When you go through that game and handle things correctly, it is your fault when you fuck up. And it is your strength and your triumph when you win. And I love that. I always have. Now, I will agree completely. The game puts a blindfold on you and just says go. I don't, a lot of people love, there, there are several YouTube channels out there like Epic Name Bro to name just one. Where they love theory crafting of this game. They love trying to use all the context clues and all the hidden clues inside the hidden clues to figure out just the story of this game. But I agree. It's very fucking cryptic at times to figure out what you're supposed to do or where you're supposed to go. And I didn't like that. But again, once I just took the time and researched and figured it out and made my way through, it was worth it. I, I, I can't talk enough about how for me, how rewarding that game series has been. Haven't found a bad egg in it. Even Dark Souls 2, while it was uh meh, it was a <laughs> meh playthrough, it wasn't horrible. Um
1: Yeah, and you know, I didn't like I said, I didn't have any issues with bosses. Yeah. I had no problems mechanic wise. I'm like, alright, I get it. I'm supposed to do this. I didn't do that, no problem. It's the levels in between that I mainly had issues with, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean even the mechanics wise, they don't just span to bosses. A general enemy can kick your shit in. Yeah. A prime example is uh in Dark Souls 1, uh spoilers for anybody that wants to go through this and have never went through it. Uh when you start Dark Souls 1, when you get out of the first area, you start in this little You start in a brand new area, basically, Mm -hmm. and you got two. you really got three choices when you think about it. But generally, you got two that people see they can go right or they can go left. If you go left, your fucking assholes about to be turned inside out because there's like seven, eight skeletons that are about to rape your world and you can run through there if you know what you're doing. But I'm talking about like a baby brand new person. You're gonna take your weapon and your shield and you're gonna go in that area and you're gonna get fucking raped. Hey, now, Michael. If you Yeah. I went left. <laughs> I'm I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Um so an experienced player, one, will know how to fight the skeletons. They'll two know that they respawn even if you kill them, so there's no point in it. Three, they will know how to run past the skeletons. Four, they'll know how to run past the big skeleton and get all the items. Five, they'll know how to run past all that and get into an even more difficult level to get better items. But the baby brand new player is going to go left and go, oh, a skeleton, two shots, I'm dead. Now, you then can go through the entire game. Okay, I'm I'm setting up something here. You can go through the entire game and go through correct, and you can build your soul levels up and get more weapons. You can fucking beat this boss and that boss and this boss and that boss and then beat the game. And you come back with a new game plus file. And you're like, oh, yeah, I played Chrono Trigger. I know what new game plus is. I'm not going to go right like I'm supposed to. I'm going to go left because I remember those skeletons and fuck those skeletons. And you're like, bring it on, bitches. And they want to hit you again and you die. (laughs) That game does not give you the opportunity to let up. Even if you somehow just engorge yourself on souls and max stats out, which, again, get to a point where there's diminishing returns, you can't just fucking cock walk up into some area without blocking, without rolling, and just say, hit me. They're going to go, okay, one, two, three, you're dead. You can't. You have to take that game seriously at all times. Yep. You have to use tactics. You have to use methods and all that stuff. Um, Do you have a PlayStation 4? I do not. Okay. Well, in the future, because the only fucking way you're ever going to get to play this game is if you have a PS4. But if you ever do get a PS4, I highly recommend you play Bloodborne because Bloodborne is strictly and solely about the combat and it is little to no blindfoldness about it. You pretty much figure out where to go. And three, it is shortcut porn. It's always I take a left, I take a right. Right is a shortcut back to where I started. If I take a left, I go fight a boss. I'm now faced with a left or a right again. If I take left, it takes me back to the boss area, which takes me back to the first area. It's... It's not it's open and linear at the same time. Yeah. And the combat is so good. So fucking good. I believe uh, I think, it is still on my list. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd have a different, if not better, experience with Bloodborne. I can I can understand. I can understand everybody's, you know It would those were my initial misgivings when I when I was hearing about Dark Souls. I was like, I get what this is. They're trying to they're trying to fucking make artificial difficulty, and they're trying to make it hard and all that. And then I played the game, and I promptly shut my mouth and fell in love with it. <laughs> um, but everybody's different, you know. Everybody's got their own thing. So anyway, back on track. Back on track. You said you had the PS3 stuff. You got uh, you were playing Demon Souls, etc. Keep going with the history of Chris. Uh,
1: let's see. So interspersed in there have been a couple other MMOs, and I don't remember exact. Years that they came out, so I, you know, I can't say this is the time when I started, but I think the uh, first big one after eleven that I played was actually Lord of the Rings Online. Oh yeah, that was a really fun game. Um, oh. It was because I read the Lord of the Rings. Or have I read them all? I think I've read well, all the Lord of the. Yeah, Rings there was books. the
0: Hobbit, the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King.
1: Yeah, I which I remember, I think I haven't finished them. Um, I do own them all. I have the box set. Mm -hmm. I know I, or I'm pretty sure I finished The Hobbit. Uh, I'd have to go back and actually look and see if I have a bookmark in the books for the other ones. Um, But after seeing the movies, you know, reading what I did of it, it was pretty cool to just run around that world because that is one of those really awesome worlds. Um, There's so much to it. There's so much lore. Um, You can go over, you know, there's the part with the trolls. You actually see them in the game, you know, turn to stone and stuff. Nice. So it was a real, I mean, I I wouldn't say even beat. I didn't get the end game in it. But I just spent time running around crafting, you know, killing stuff for crafting. I played a hunter, so I was an elven archer running around just shooting things, binding them, and just exploring kind of um I didn't really play it like an MMO. I played it like a open world RPG, you know, right. like I would a Fallout or any other modern, you know, open world game, a Skyrim. I just ran around exploring, doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play with other people, um, not often. You know, I had a couple of friends I played with from time to time. But other than them, I just soloed everything uh, right. that I did. So I'd skip, you know, certain bosses and whatnot. And it had a really good, uh, team up system where it's really easy when someone was in range you know you could join up with them had voice chat built in um, to the games you don't have to worry about some other program you could opt in and out of voice chat so you have to sit there listening to a you know 12 year old
0: Uh, (laughs) which is a plus big plus
1: so I really enjoyed it Um, that kind of died out though I got back into you know I I don't want to call them real games because that implies MMO isn't but Single But player, we know what you mean. Yeah. Into other games, non MMOs. Uh, and then later on, I played Rift. Uh, Tell me
0: about Rift.
1: So, here's the thing about Rift. So, Rift, and this is the thing with MMOs, I guess I play open betas and then, you know, I stick with them for a while until they change something I don't like. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like 14. I enjoyed it. They changed, did the 2.0 thing, didn't like it anymore. Um, So going back to Rift. So Rift is the first MMO I played that had a true skill tree where Mm -hmm. you picked a class, but even within the class you had, I believe it was three skill trees you could pick and choose from. And -hmm. had the prereqs, you know, you have to fill in the first two boxes or the first box to get the one above it, etc., so you could pick and choose abilities you wanted to unlock in each tree to determine, you know, what kind of character you are. And the kind of character I was was a, I want to say, two-handed weapon, uh, two-handed sword tank, which, you know, people kind of crapped all over. Mm. Um, because they're like, you're not effective, blah, blah. So it's kind of one of those things I did it just to prove them wrong.
0: Yeah, that was um, like I also, me playing Final Fantasy Eleven as a fucking samurai. Yeah. Well, you're a mediocre. I'm like, motherfucker, I can link with everybody, I can do my job efficiently, and I will pump numbers out. Don't I wanna play what I want to play.
1: Yeah, and you missed the uh samurai heyday too. No, yeah, um, I did. But going back to Rift, so I played it, I hit max level, I was getting good gear. Um I don't really you know, I don't really remember a whole lot about the world and the story and stuff. I don't think I really cared. I just enjoyed the gameplay itself enough where I just played it. Um, it's another one I don't. I played, I did dungeons. And that one, that's the first one where I really got into doing dungeons, not true end game, end game, but as progressing up, up to right before end game type dungeons. Right. You know, um. And then, they decided they're gonna redo the Justice R, Justice, yeah, Justice R, uh, tree, which mm-hmm. is what I was. And my build was no longer va- uh, usable. Wow. And for wow. me to respec, I would have had to pick completely different skills, get completely different gear. And at that point, it's like, okay, I'm max level. I'm supposed to go run dungeons to get new gear, but I can't do that because my skills no longer exist. I think they completely remove certain skills too. Wow. So my gear wasn't useful. I could go in a dungeon and the dungeon that dropped my level of gear, I was useless in. So I would have had to have been carried through the dungeon to regear my newly respect tank, which you don't carry a tank. Right. It's not like a and DPS. It, oh, you can do, do, do your little bit of damage. The other DPS will take care of it. The tank will do their job. Healer will do their job, you know. Yeah. If you're, yeah, a, tank, you're a tank, you're a tank. So, that was it for the game for me. I completely wow. quit at that moment. Um I spent one afternoon looking going what would I need to do to be usable for my build to be viable in a tanking role or even a DPS role at that point? Because I'm like, well, what, I want to play the game. And I said, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I yeah. stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of when I got back into console games again. Um, I want to say that was 360 near the end of the 360 era, so we're getting close to the 1 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings Online was probably beginning of 360 era. I don't know if it overlapped with real Xbox One time frame. Um, I know it was... I say Xbox One, I meant original Xbox. Because um, I was already... In the Marines at the time. Cause I actually got it because my gunny, who's a E8, um, cause I know you're, a, you're a who bag, um, ah! Ah! Uh, yeah. So my don't,
0: E8, don't start your shit.
1: I couldn't help it. Um, now I can actually take jabs at you, you know. Uh, but yeah. So he actually brought it up to me because we were TAD somewhere for some inspection or something, we're helping another unit out with, one of our subordinate units. And we went to a GameStop or, you know, something similar, you know, local shopping strip. And he was like, yeah, this is a fun game. Um, I think I might have watched him play it one day too because I uh, slept in his extra bedroom for a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I got in, we played together a little bit and stuff. Um And he stopped playing, I kept playing. But yeah, so that was after I was in... Probably a couple of years. So, but yeah. So, MMOs, I try not to get involved in them as much now. Uh, I still, 11 is still my favorite MMO. Mm-hmm. I will go back to that. Like I said, just a few months ago, I reactivated my accounts and I was playing daily. Um, yeah. my, some of the old people I played with who I thought actually quit the game, I guess they didn't and came back. Uh, first, I went back and I was just trying to do new content because I hadn't done the latest DLC stuff yet, or at least completed it. I had started mm-hmm. it when it came out, but uh, me and Heather stopped playing around that time. Um, and I ran into these strangers, gave me a Link Pearl, you know, like, hey, you need some help? You know, great community still on the game. Yeah. And then I'm running around one day, and I get a tell, which are whispers or whatever, in comparison mm-hmm. other games, I get a tell going, Hey, where's your link pearl? And there's this guy who I, you know, was the link show leader years ago, like probably four years at that point that I hadn't seen in at least two, Mm -hmm. um, even on a friends list or anything. Mm -hmm. And he's like, where's your link pearl? I'm like, don't worry. I got it. So I pulled (laughs) it back out and equipped it and started running stuff with them. So there are old players, you know, that are still going strong community, still going strong. Um, surprisingly, it is one of my most viewed games on Twitch.
0: I think that that's a, it's a testament to games like that. It's a, it's a positive thing about a game being that old is that it's going to take not, and I don't mean hardcore as in the most elite of the group, but it's going to take, it's going to take the hardcore of the hardcore to still be playing a game like close to a decade after the time. So if you come back and play a game that is that old, you're, Pretty much going to run into some cool-ass people. You know, the people that genuinely are there because they genuinely love the game and have a passion to play the game. Not to fucking troll or be a fucking dumbass, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, Like I said, I enjoy the game. Still like the mechanics. Um, I've actually been thinking about going back and playing it some more. uh, Because I get into this lull between games where... There are games I could buy, but I own... Excuse me, I own so many games that I don't want to buy more until i play the ones i have yeah i mean i'm not in the mood to play any of the ones i have
0: i feel like if i ever go to like the backlog website and start trying to do that shit it'd take me the fucking six months to get that shit even made because i have so much in my backlog so much not only games that i own but games that i want to play we're in that age like you said it's 2017 there are not thousands but hundreds of thousands of video games in existence, and I've played a percentage of them, you know? Yep. Um, Well, so do you think that leads you about to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I'd say probably about 360 days, that's really when I got into Achievements, too. Yeah. So that that got me playing games a lot more, wanting to 100% them a lot more, like Assassin's Creed, you know? If there weren't Achievements... I mean, I've played as much as I did because even yeah. once you get a hundred percent in game, that doesn't necessarily mean you have all the achievements.
0: Right. So. Well, I guess if that's the case, I guess I should stroll on into my history lane. Now, again, I think I've I've dabbled here and there throughout the episodes, and I think people have a general idea. But I've I've always got this like mental journal. Uh, I think I made a Facebook post a long time ago. It was like a long, like kind of diary of like where I came from because I, again, I've been doing this. It it's got to be approaching, if not more than thirty years now. And to me, that's a long fucking time. Yes, I know there's probably people out there who are you know seventy years old and they've been playing it forever, but three decades is a long fucking time on yep. the gaming spectrum. You know, um. I don't even consider myself solidified in the gaming sphere sphere until the third generation, and specifically with the Nintendo. But man, I've been doing it for a long time, and I love it. I love it to this day. It's it's the it's the one hobby of every other hobby that I've ever gotten into, and still say that I enjoy or still dabble in. To where I will always go back to it, no questions asked. Like like anime i love anime i'm sure if there's anime series that i'm interested in i can watch it today but when that's episode 26 is over and i don't have another one i want to watch i'll be fucking playing a game and another game and another game back to back to back you know um my my roots are fairly they started out as not really roots at all um I already, as a person, have a bad memory. So trying to think back to when I was, you know, four, three, four, five, six, seven years old, very fucking hard to do. I can, I can wrangle the memories around actual consoles, but before that, it's hard. Like, I remember being at my game, my early gaming years were through other people somehow like like my mom and dad's friends I would go with my mom and dad to their house and they would have a Nintendo or they would have an Atari for their kid and I would play their games you know before I ever had my own and it's random times random games uh I remember being I remember playing Dragon Warrior not even knowing what the fuck the game was you know just there's a Nintendo and a controller cool I'll play it uh I remember playing random Atari games like like a football game or a boxing game and being like yeah it's it's a game I'm playing it I don't know what the fuck I'm doing but there it is um my first console ever now this is before I really got hard hard core into the gaming was an Atari 2600 uh my grandmother me and Chris's grandmother or we called her Mimi she Came down one time to my mom and dad's house, and she went to a local pawn shop. And they had a box with an Atari 2600, three joysticks, two little tennis paddles, uh, the hookups, and 20 games for 20 bucks. And She dropped down to 20, and she got it for me. And I had it. I mean, it's of course, this is old school. This has got to be back when I was three, four, five years old. Before uh, I existed, I had, yeah, I had a little fucking nine-inch black and white TV uh, with the fucking little prong screwdriver type hookup for the V for the uh, uh, video in the back, and that's what I played. I remember f- f- most of the games. There was there was a game called Dolphin. There was um, I had th- I had that Pac Man. Yes, I did. Uh, <sighs> I had the def- I had Defender, I had Phoenix, I had uh, I want my mommy. There was there was like I said, there was twenty exact games, and yes, I remember playing them and I remember enjoying them, but it wasn't a part of me yet. It was something that I just did all the time as a kid would do. Like I would also go out and play basketball. I would also go ride bikes with friends. I'd also go do this, you know, whatever. Um sometime around, I want to say it was either my 6th or 7th year uh birthday, I did get my own Nintendo. But before that, and this is where Chris knows, um I was introduced, before I had my own Nintendo, I was introduced to the Sega Genesis. And the way that I got introduced to this was, there was a great aunt and uncle of ours And in their house, they had, uh, they had like, it was like a three bedroom house, three or four bedroom actually. And one of the bedrooms, they rented out to somebody. Now, I'm not sure if this guy was a friend of a friend of a family, if they had just put an ad out and he took the offer or what, but he basically rented this room out. Um, I can't remember if he actually was Navy or he had a Navy federal job, but he worked off he worked offshore, I knew that much. And he made money. He had a lot of fucking money. But he would come home, he'd be gone for like a month or whatever and be home for a couple weeks and then be gone for another month or two and then come home. Um Yeah, so, so he
1: yeah, he worked offshore and his schedule was 2 weeks gone, 1 week back. That was his normal schedule.
0: Right. So well, sometimes in, in, gone in my longer, kids but. yeah, in my kids mind that's a long time, you know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I spent many I don't want to say how long. I spent a lot of time just walking back to the door to his room going. There's so much stuff on the other side There's of that door. There's so
0: much. There's so much in that room.
1: <laughs> I I'd, I'd look up cuz the den had the window looking into the room cuz that used to be the window outside before they added the den. Yeah. But I would actually look in the window and be like, I can see things, but I can't yeah. get in there.
0: You have to think like Chris and I. So if I'm if I'm like six, seven, and eight, I mean he's even younger. And of, and of course, this was over years. I think we 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 dealt with Andy for a good three, four, five, six years. Yeah. But we're talking like a young adult to adult male, like eighteen to twenty five, something in that range. And he has a room that he lives in, and you could just look in this room. And we're talking. Big fucking 32-inch color TV, Sega Genesis, PlayStation, uh, gaming racks of games, magazine, gaming magazines, out the yin-yang, gaming posters, gaming controllers and peripherals. You know, a stereo, this dude was like the epitome of cool dude for us. But, um, so... Every now and again, every great now and again, if my mom and dad couldn't find a babysitter, they would ask my, our great aunt and uncle if they would babysit me. And they had no kids, so of course they would babysit us. They babysitted me and they babysit Chris all the time, some separate or together. Uh, it was a big thing for me and Chris to meet up at their house because we we dude we thought we were we we thought we were the bomb. We would we would collectively have five dollars and we go to a local store and buy like a gigantic fucking bag of candy. And man, we were in fucking hog heaven, bruh. But um so one day, uh my mom had told me about, you know, the guy they lived that lived there. It's like, you know, one day maybe he'll be home and he can y'all can play games or something, but he's got video game stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, cool, cool, no problem. I still don't think at this point I had my own Nintendo. But um so I went there one day and uh, they were like, Yeah, well you get to meet Andy, Andy's here. I'm like, cool. And my introduction to him was thus. I got to my aunt and uncle's dog early, like 6 in the morning. And uh, they dropped me off. My mom dropped me off. And I was watching TV out in the living room. And this guy comes out. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just watching cartoons. He's like, you like video games? I was like, "Yeah, yeah, really? He goes, hold on. You just sit right there. I got you. He goes back in his room, he comes out and brings this fucking milk crate. And in this milk crate is a Sega Genesis. Mind you, I've never, I don't even think I've even seen a Sega Genesis at this, at this point. It's got a Sega Genesis, two controllers, the hookups, and uh, I can't, I don't like 40 fucking games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And a stack of different magazines. Not like five Game Pros, like two Nintendo Power, two Game Pro, two EGM. Uh, a fucking PSM, like, just, just gaming shit for me as a kid. Hooks up the Sega Genesis to the TV, puts in, I think it was Sonic 1, and was like, here's how you play, here's what you do, have fun. And he left, because he had to go, He, of course, it, with him being home, he had shit he had to go do. Mm-hmm. So, there's me, this fucking young, fucking impressionable kid with all these Sega games. Never fucking played a Genesis before. I'm having a fucking blast. That's with him leaving me alone with the games. When he came back and it was like me and him or me, him and Chris, it's like, hey, come back to my room. Come back to my fucking inner sanctum where I have all this shit. Oh, and a PlayStation one with all these PlayStation games, you know, Uh, just good fucking time. Awesome fucking times. Um. I also remember before I had my own Nintendo. This is how late in the game it was for me to get my Nintendo. Uh, my mom used to an, an, a co-worker of hers used to babysit me. I think she was in her you know early twenties. Um, her husband was military. They had a lot of money, etc. And he had a Super Nintendo, and he kind of did the same thing. I would go to her place and babys- She would babysit me, and her husband would be there, and he would hook up a Super Nintendo and put in like Street Fighter Two, and go. Here you go. And I I I didn't even know I didn't even know how to fucking reset the Super Nintendo. That's how like I didn't know how much I did not know about this gaming world. Um so somewhere around, again the details are fuzzy, but somewhere around my seventh or eighth birthday, uh my mom bought me a Nintendo for my birthday. Uh it came with like seven games. She got it from a pawn shop, so she got everything on the cheap. I think it was for our neighbor owned a pawn shop or something. So they worked out a deal. I don't know. Um, I barely remember all the games. Uh, God, that's so bad to say. I really do. But when I got my own Nintendo, that was the start of me being like, I'm fucking in. I'm in. I love this shit. This is what I want to do. Fuck riding bikes. Fuck playing baseball. I don't care about any of that shit i love video games and the game that really solidified it was final fantasy i think i've told this story before but i love telling this story i'll try to i'll try to make this i'll try to make it real quick so that babysitter lady told me for one of my birthdays she was going to take me to again a pawn shop because that's where you get a lot of your cheap nintendo games was pawn shops um she's going to take me out for pizza and then she was going to take me to a pawn shop that had a bunch of used Nintendo games for sale. And she was going to let me pick one. I think it was like 10 bucks a pop. And I was sifting. Now, me, being the naive kid that I was, I'm sifting through all these games. And I did not know at the time how to collect myself. I didn't know how to gauge what games would be good. I couldn't pick up something and go, I've heard of that game. I want to play that. I've heard that's good. For me, it was, uh, this game is based off a movie. The movie was cool. I guess I'll play the game. Oh, God, what a bad way to choose games that is. <laughs> but I'm sifting through these games, and I pick up Terminator 2. I like Terminator 2 at the time. It was a fucking bomb-ass movie. Well, this game's based on it. That's got to be a shoe-in. I'll put that to the side. That's a maybe. I'm flipping again I would love to go back and look at all these games. God knows what games I sifted through that were probably fucking I probably sifted through so many great games and didn't even know, you know. Um I picked up Final Fantasy 1. The cover got my attention and the back of it was, you know, there I I had dabbled in D&D back in the day a little bit. I I liked adventurous stuff. I like RPG type stuff and uh the artwork and the 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 text for the game on the back of the box sounded interesting. I said, okay, I'll pick it up. And in my hands, I had to decide between Terminator 2 for the Nintendo or Final Fantasy 1 for the Nintendo. There was a point in my life where this was a fucking decision. There was a point in my life where I was actually sweating over picking between these two. Um, I picked Final Fantasy... I took it home, and again, mind you, this is one of those awesome birthdays. I had pizza, uh, I had some, like, fucking Nickelodeon Gak and Nickelodeon Slime and some other toys, and I had Final Fantasy 1. I. I took that game home and played it till I fucking passed out. That game was the lock-in for me. Final Fantasy 1 was the game that said, this is my thing. This is exactly what I always want to do. I am a fever-pitched person for gaming. Um... Throughout high school, I never really had money. Uh, There was a local gas station that rented games, Nintendo games, for like $2 a day. That was still a lot of fucking money for a kid back then. Um, And I played different games. I couldn't tell you all of them. Uh, I went to friends' houses and borrowed their games. Uh, I remember playing Blaster Master at a friend's house. I remember playing Bayou Billy. I predominantly remember playing Mega Man 4 because Mega Man 4 is my epitome game of all time for for personal reasons and because the game's great. Um, when I went to school, I, I hit up every fucking friend, acquaintance. If you whispered that you had a Nintendo, I was all over you. I would borrow, I would literally borrow every game from everybody in high school. That's how I played games throughout most of my i mean uh, in grade school that's how most of my grade school gaming life went um i think nintendo was the only console that i owned and i think i think i may have bought or had given gifted to me like two or three more games over time but of the hundreds of games that i played they were predominantly from somebody else uh later on in life I got a awesome fucking job where I got to mow some guys lawn for 8 dollars an hour. I saved up money and bought a Super Nintendo. That was fucking awesome. It came with Legend of Zelda Link to the past. Um I was a little better on money at that point so I could buy like maybe 4 or 5 games a year. I I'd, I'd, but again, in high school I just borrowed people's games. I borrowed things from everybody. That's how I gained most of my gaming library as a, as a young kid. Um, I had a, I, I had played the PlayStation through Andy. I, I specifically, I'm, I don't know if Chris remembers this, but he brought us in one day to play battle arena Toshin then. And he was like, <laughs> you want to see something funny? We're like, yeah, cool. And he picked fucking faux Fais, and he did the move where he bends over and fucking farts. And I swear me and Chris were fucking dying laughing. You got to think you show a fart joke to two kids. They're done. They're just fucking done. We were rolling on how fucking funny that was. Yeah. But, uh, I remember playing, I remember, I remember a ballerina Toshin, and I remember playing a couple games that he had, but very, very far and few in between. I had a friend back in the day that had a PlayStation, and, uh, he made me a deal that he would let me borrow his PlayStation and four games that he had on one condition, that I take his console home and get him past a game. He let me borrow Resident Evil, Doom, Twisted Metal 2, and Sweet Cotton. That was the RPG he had, and he was stuck. And he wanted, he was like, if you can get me past this point, I'll let you borrow the PlayStation for two weeks. Just get me past this part. I found out later when I actually played through the game, he was only stuck like six minutes into the game. He was stuck very, very early. Not only did I get him stuck or unstuck, I beat the game. So, (laughs) loved that RPG. Uh, Loved Resident Evil. Had a good fucking time with Twisted Metal 2. Loved Twisted Metal 2. Still my favorite Twisted Metal to this day. Um, And, of course, had a good time with Doom. I mean, loved it. It was good. Uh, didn't get my own PlayStation until sometime later in life. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, I remember going through this huge fucking turmoil, this huge fucking contract with a good friend of mine. He was on a podcast uh, with us before uh, named Mike uh, to get uh, Final Fantasy VI, which is my favorite PlayStation. I mean, my, my favorite PlayStation, my favorite Final Fantasy game of all time. Uh again, I had played it through some friends in high school. Had a friend that had killer instinct at the same fucking time and I could not pick. I wanted both of them so bad. Um so I got my own PlayStation and you know I played i I bought games, had games, borrowed games, same thing. Um I had a dreamcast, I think that was around about the time I got out of high school. I bought my dreamcast when I was in basic training for the army. Uh, actually, uh, AIT for the army. Uh, I bought Marvel, made this big deal about buying the Dreamcast, and we were all going to split money and get a hotel room together so we could play Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which we did. Uh, when I got home, I started playing Final Fan- uh, Fantasy Star Online, which was my first break into the MMORPG scene. Uh, totally so different than playing like Final Fantasy or WoW. It's way different experience. But uh I played fucking Sonic. I had them I had Marvel's Capcom 2. Um, I used to borrow uh like like a Left 4 Dead 2, Hydro Thunder, all sorts of Dreamcast games. Jet Grind, I loved it. Uh let's see, also had a PlayStation 2 when PlayStation 2 rolled around. Uh I don't know if I think I already had a PlayStation 2. Uh, I think I worked at Walmart at the time, so I was, yeah, I did because I specifically remember getting Metal Gear Solid 2 and Final Fantasy X out of the boxes when they got shipped to Walmart. So I got my first copy like when I fucking tore the box open. I put mine to the side. Um, several games I had and played when I had my PlayStation 2, uh, I had, I got, uh, my xbox i had gotten when i was overseas in the desert and i got that because i wanted a gaming console and that was the only console they had at the i actually got the at the base that we were stationed at they had a crate a large crate of xbox shipped to them and i got the last one there and there's a whole fucking slew of stories about that about how i couldn't i need then i need it was a It was a test just to get a fucking TV and then the TV I got would not play the game unless I had a remote to swap the fucking screen so I had to go back to the place. It was just a fucking adventure just to play. But uh, there was a Halo tournament that they had made overseas and I joined up in the Halo tournament and beat a guy that apparently had been playing Halo 1 since beta. I'm not saying I'm the best at all. I just remember that was a crown for me. (laughs) When you beat somebody that's been playing the shit that that was out for forever. I never played Halo before. I come from Goldeneye. Um, I'm trying to re—I'm trying to track back because I'm still missing stuff. I—I played uh another thing that Chris and I did is that we would go to the same grandmother's house uh either together or separate or even with another older cousin or other cousins all the time summers, uh, birthdays, uh, Christmases, all sorts of times, and guaranteed until we were kicked off by our uncles because of football or some shit, we would be playing fucking Nintendo, Super Nintendo, something. Um, Especially if we were there together and just, like, staying a week together, one of us would have a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo or a 64 or something. Um... Also, she had a neighbor. The neighbor had two kids, and they had a Nintendo 64. This is where my 64 life came in. They had Star Fox. They had GoldenEye. They had Mario Kart. And I can't tell you the wee hours of the morning that we stayed up playing GoldenEye multiplayer, uh, playing Star Fox multiplayer, playing Mario Kart multiplayer. GoldenEye was where my... Like, I had played Quake 3 Arena on the Dreamcast before this. I had played it online as well. But my actual, like, in-house multiplayer shooter stuff came from Goldeneye. In the future, when I was deployed and had Halo, that was a whole different wake-up call. When you go from playing something as fast as, like, Quake 3 Arena, and something as blocky as Goldeneye, and then you go play Halo, it's a downgrade but an upgrade at the same time. Uh... I had fun playing my Xbox. I, I remember several games on it. I, uh, I remember playing Jet Set Radio Future. I remember playing, there was a Mech Warrior, Mech Assault, I think is what it was. I remember Halo. Uh had a good time on my Xbox. No, no real complaints. It was a good system. Uh, let's see. So, the 64, the Dreamcast, the Xbox, the PlayStation 2. Uh, yeah, I also remember playing Final Fantasy twelve on the PlayStation 2. I got my first experience, my first MMORPG experience was Fantasy Star for the Dreamcast. The next experience was me getting Final Fantasy XI for the PlayStation 2. That was when I came back home from my first deployment. And I started playing it, uh, I moved from the PlayStation 2 to the PC. I played it for a good while, and man, yeah, it's it's the same fucking thing I went through when I played... There was a couple differences between my between me quitting Final Fantasy XIV and me quitting Eleven. Playing fourteen is I literally just got burned out. I got bored. I got tired of it. I just I've had my fill of it. Fort Eleven was all was that, but it was also that. And I know you said that it changed over time. Thank God it did. Yeah. But that game was very fucking class specific. Um. There were lots of classes to pick from. A lot, of, a lot of ways you could play. You could choose how to play it. But it got down to, and it wasn't even just in-game content. It was like during the game content, regular story progression. If you wanted to move up, you had to party. Roughly around 11 or 12, level 11, 11, 12, you need to start partying if you want to get actual good XP. Yep. And people didn't want to party with certain classes. Like that's where LFG came from, me looking for group, just you sitting in town with a fucking icon above your head just look shouting, "Hey, can I get into a party? Hey, I'm this class, this level, I have this ability, this ability. I can I can skill link with you on this, this, this." And it was always me looking for a party. And Half the time, it was ignoring, and the other half was, bruh, why don't you play Ninja Thief? Why don't you play Nin Monk? Or why don't you play this, this? I'm like, because I don't want to. I want to play Samurai. I'm good at my job. Well, you know, they're going to out-DPS you. I'm like, yeah, but not by much, and I don't want to play that class. And it really fucking bugged me. It really, really pissed me off. If you wanted to be a DPS, you needed to be these two specific class and subclasses, or nobody would pick you. If you wanted to be a tank, you needed to be this specific class and subclass, and if not, you didn't get picked over. I get why. I get it. I didn't agree with it at all. I fucking hated it, and it pushed me away from that game so bad. Um,
1: Yeah, I didn't have it as bad because I was a healer. I was a white mage.
0: Oh, yeah, Um, you were in high demand. (laughs)
1: But when I really experienced that was with merit parties. So merit parties, you were level 75, and they had another system called merits, which you got other boosts from. You know, you could up attributes and whatnot. So people would shout for merit parties, you know, hey, healer, I had someone not invite me because I didn't have the scholar sub job. And it was fairly new at the time. And it came with a, you know, MP regeneration ability. So everybody wanted them because they didn't need a Red Mage to refresh or it was more, help, you know, the Red, Red Mage could do other things, blah, blah, blah. But I had, you know, been playing the game up to that point without it. It was no problem. I was healing just fine. And to this day, probably at least five years after that point, I still will not level Scholar. I have it unlocked. I think I've gone up to like level 15 just because I was leveling all jobs, but I will not use it as a sub job. I refuse, yes. just out of spite, because yep, of that one person.
0: That. Yep, I agree, man. And I never experienced this in Final Fantasy Fourteen. Was never an issue. You you play whatever class and job you want to, and you're going to get in. No, no, even in in-game content. Everybody fucking hated Dragoon. I was always Dragoon. I did just fine. I led a fucking raid group as a Dragoon. So, never had that problem. But 11, I did. And uh, I never even went back to 11. Like, I never gave 11 a second shot. Uh, Actually, I stand corrected. Um, So, I played 11 for probably around six or seven months. And I backed off of it first, partially because of those issues, But also because I'm like, man, I'm not playing anything else. Like, all these fucking games are coming out, and there's so many games that I have and want to play, and I'm not playing. There's so much more I want to do. Let me take a break from Eleven, and I'll come back, like, in a month or two and see what I can do, see if I still enjoy it. I dropped that game for two months, and in that two months, I had recorded 61 games that I played and beat. (laughs) I was like, fuck, yeah, this is it. This is what's about." And I got the itch, so I went back to 11, and the shit hadn't changed. It was a new, I think the Rise of Zillard expansion had come out. So I was like, hell yeah, new content, new shit. I didn't even get to half the new content because I couldn't level because nobody would fucking take me in their party. And I love the music. I love the setting. It was a good game, but I I dropped it and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't get myself sucked into these games because when I do, it's all I do. It becomes, it becomes a job almost. And uh, so I never went back to 11, still got nothing but good things to say about it, uh, especially when I heard the balancing issues got worked out and that those issues I had were a non-issue anymore, but you know. Final Fantasy XI is also a very old MMO, so yeah, you know. But uh, a little time after that, I had met some friends via work and had gotten to the LAN party style setting. We met up and started playing Halo uh, via at somebody's house with you know an Xbox or two hooked up together. Uh, We then moved up to playing uh, Halo 2 and then Halo 3. I'm, as a matter of fact, I think, Chris, you were around for uh, 1 and 2, if not 3, when yeah, we I used think, to group together. So I think 2 was out when I played with you guys, but
2: we
1: still played 1. Yeah. Um, we'd go back yeah. and play the classic map with rocket launchers and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I was driving from over an hour away yeah. just to go to that.
0: Yeah fun fucking... Hey, and I was in college and I'd fucking stay at one of their houses and just fucking wake up and go back to school the next day. Uh, good times. Good times. Yep. Um. Uh, They shifted from uh, Halo to the Call of Duty world. Somebody had got twigged about playing World at War. I personally am not a World War II fan. I don't... Not, the setting doesn't appeal to me. Neither do the games. But when you got five of your other friends saying, hey, we're all going to go play World at War. I was like, well, fuck it, I guess I'll play 2. So, we started playing World at War, and then we went to Modern Warfare. I think we only played Warfare 1 for a bit. We immediately jumped into Warfare 2. Uh, played that for a good while, and then Black Ops came out. We were playing Black Ops and Black Ops 2, etc. Uh, I think we also played 3 for a hair, but I'm not sure, because around that time, Another friend introduced me to Battlefield Bad Company 2. And that was it for Call of Duty for me. I went fucking head, I went straight down with Bad Company 2. And soon after, Battlefield 3 was coming out. And I tried my fucking best to talk all these guys. And I'm like, guys, there's fucking tank warfare. There's aerial combat now. There's classes you can pick. You can do different things. Like, it's so much more than just run, hide, shoot, die, repeat. And they tried it for a little while. Wasn't their slice of cake. It was definitely mine. And I stayed with it. So, and plus in life, just in general, our lives just were separated. Even with online play, we just all have different schedules. You know how that shit works. It was just hard for us to all play together. Um,. I had a 360, again, I've got a shit ton of games for the 360, I can't even, I have like 30 or 40 of them, and it's not because I prefer the 360 over PS3, It was literally because I could only afford one, and all my friends were all revolving around 360, because we all played the Halo games and Call of Duties on 360s, um... Never got my PlayStation 3 until I wanted to play Final Fantasy XIV. I then upgraded XIV to a PS4 for my wife, and I played it on the on the PC. Have since given that game up. Um, I've played a few games on the PS3, not a shit ton. Uh, I've played a couple games on the PS4, not a shit ton, uh, mainly Bloodborne. Um, I'm at that stage in my life now where, again, I just... I, there, there's no telling what the fuck I could be playing of recent I went I started I've I've started playing ROM hacks of games because taking Super Metroid and having a complete redesign is fucking awesome to me. It's like playing through another game or playing the same game but all over again. Uh I've got a bunch of Steam games on my backlog that I've purchased and need to start playing. I've got a bunch on my wish list that I need to get and want to play. I still have a shit ton of actual in-house console games that I've not even played. Uh, Recently, everybody knows I went through the whole thing with Breath of the Wild. I have since gone through that game at least two more times. Still had a good fucking time with it. Love that game. Uh, I've played... It's hard to pin me down for what I'll be playing. Uh, it's definitely hard to pick if I'm in you know, what console I prefer. Man, I'm a fucking gamer. I play it all. If it interests me, I play it. If it if I don't, I just drop it and I move on. Um like I'm I'm literally having a hard time trying to think right now what I've played recently. I know I played the Super Metroid redesign and Super Metroid Super Zero mission. Those are two ROM hacks. I've played super mario world 2 plus which is a super mario a yoshi's island rom hack it's again it just reads new levels all new game um did you play the Mega Man 2d or whatever it was uh no i haven't no i know about it the 2.5 d yeah oh yeah 2.5 yeah yeah i have I'm actually. I found another channel that I've subscribed to and been. I've been binging all their videos. They're uh uh the D pad and they have a Sonic Mega Play where they play literally every fucking Sonic game in existence. Uh, they also have a Mega Let's Play. That's the one I'm on now, where they're playing through every man. There's even for me. There's like 64 something games out there in the Mega Man franchise. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, and they'll they will. I'll be watching when they play through that. Um, I did get into a Mega Man Zero kick here recently. I played Mega Man Zero, 1, 2, and 3. Love those games. Love the artwork. Love the design. Um, I played Super Mario 3D World, since now I have a Wii and a a bunch of games for it. That's, I had a good time with it. Enjoyed it. Um, haven't met a Mario game I don't like. Except for maybe Mario and Time for the Super Nintendo, I guess. I was gonna Um, ask,
1: did you play, uh... I'm trying to think. I hear some people don't like Paper Mario and Mario Sunshine. I believe it
0: is. I liked both of them. Okay. I haven't I like, played either, I've, so I've played Sunshine for the game. That's the GameCube when I have played it probably three or four times in my life. If and probably gotten all stars all the times. So I like it. the The in house standard Mario games. Love all of them. Haven't had a bad one. Um. But yeah, that's that that's I wish I could tell you more. I I jump from game I jump from console to console to PC to console. I jump from game to game all the time. Um
1: Yeah, that's something I I I try not to do, but I just can't seem to There's just some games, you know, it's like I wanna play this game, but there's so many other ones that I'm like this one looks better, you know, I'd have more fun playing this. Not necessarily that what I'm playing is a bad game, but it's not as good of a game.
0: Right. I try to pull that thing now where I'm saving the best for last. Like, if I had five other games and Breath of the Wild, I would, like, play the other games. If I like them, I would play them to completion and then go to Breath of the Wild. Um. But, man, it's... This this is an issue I've had in my, I'd say probably the last decade or so of my gaming life is that when I get into a game like Breath of the Wild, it'll be nothing but Breath of the Wild until I'm done with it. Until either I beat it or I've exhausted myself and don't want to play it no more. And unless the next game, until the next game that I pick up, I enjoy and keep playing, I'll start a game. Play it for a few hours, maybe even a couple days, and I'll move on to another game. It takes games that grip me, that make me want to keep playing it, you know? Um I I've I think right now I'm kind of in that. I'm playing technically, I guess you could say I'm playing three games at one time because I'm playing the Yoshis Island hack, I'm playing the Mar the Super Metroid hack. I'm also, I just started last night, Grandia, the original Grandia for the PlayStation. Uh, Yeah, I've loved fucking Grandia 2. Love that game. Uh, Wasn't a big fan of Grandia 3. I've got it. I played probably 10 hours of it. I just could not get into it. Didn't dig the story. Didn't care about it. But I love Grandia 2. Played that back on the Dreamcast. And from what I'm seeing, Grandia 1 is fucking great. I'm loving what I'm already seeing, so uh if it continues to impress me, I'll probably play it through um, uh as far as like new games it's really uh, i i'm not i don't have to play the newest thing, but when the newest thing intrigues me, I'll want to play it uh an example is uh of of this recording. Uh, South Park The Fractured But Whole came out a week or so ago. Uh, did you play uh, the first South Park game by chance? The Stick of Truth?
1: Alright, so no I didn't. And oh god, when no, you start I have... out
0: with alright.
1: <laughs> and I don't have
0: any intention
1: to. Here's okay,
0: why. why.
1: First is that I wasn't sure what I think about so I watched part of it played. I mm-hmm. will say this. For I won't even say four. It has good mechanics. I'd go as far as to say it has great mechanics. Yeah. If these mechanics were in a non-South Park game, I would probably play the hell out of it. Okay. Now, the reason I don't have any interest in playing it is because of the South Park theme. And I was talking with a coworker about this just like three days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was actually on Monday, yeah, three days ago that i just that humor doesn't do it for me anymore right i can't handle that immature humor you know there's explicit scenes you know that don't amuse me at all it's just like really you had to do that you had to go there with that yeah um
0: yeah i know what you mean uh spoiler spoiler warning for the stick of truth um there is a scene later on where I have, where even I in the middle of this game, probably two thirds of the way through the game roundabout about went all right, this is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. This is the over the top shit that's like, all right, guys, come on, where you fight zombie Nazi zombie fetuses, okay, so I get the idea that we're, that Matt and Trey are still kind of in that random mind frame. Where if they can just put these random things together, it'll get a chuckle. <laughs> but so I get the idea of putting Nazis and zombies and fetuses together to make it random and lull funny, but not funny to me. The battle itself, it was just like any other boss battle. I had a good time with it. The 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 humor around it, I got it, was funny, but when I see, I agree with you 100%. When I see things that are stretching just to stretch, when I see things are being extra just to be extra, I'm like, all right, I get it. But I don't know, man. A lot. Of, I laughed out loud at a lot of stuff in that game. Had a good time with it. Um, I want to play the Fractured But hole because I like the first one and hope it'll be good. Yeah. I hear that Fractured Butthole has a lot of in joke references to the actual show, mainly especially in the later seasons. So I may not get that humor, but I also hear that it doesn't ret- it doesn't retract from the game itself. So it's something on my list. It's one of those games on my list. But before I even play that, I have other apparently must play games like Persona Five and Near oh, yeah. Automata. Apparently these are two that I need to play. Um, Have you, what is your, are you familiar with or play the Persona or SMT series? So I own Persona 2.
2: Okay.
1: I never beat it. Again, I was a kid, no idea what I was doing, but I really enjoyed the game, running around killing stuff. I don't remember, you could do some sort of summon type thing, I don't even remember anymore. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I actually want to go back and play it. And I actually, when I saw that Persona 5 was coming back out, I went, I want to play the entire series. Yeah. I was like, I played two. I want to play the first one. And I want to work my way up. So that's eventually what I plan to do. Um, because based on everything I've seen and heard about the game, I would enjoy it. You know, yeah. I enjoyed two. So it's on my list to play for
2: sure.
0: Yeah. From what I hear, there's actually a little spreadsheet kind of thing. If I could find it in my pictures, I'll send it to you. But it's because there are multiple games in this franchise. There's the Persona series. There's also the Shin Megami Tensen. Uh And it's all linked either loosely or straight up linked. And it gives a good idea of what game to start with or what games to play. Um and I'm the same way as you, man. I actually had Persona 1. I think I borrowed Persona 1 from a friend back in high school. Had to have been like 15, 16 at the time. So well over two decades ago. And I probably played five hours of that game and don't fucking remember a damn thing about it. <laughs> uh, it the, the overworld movement was weird. It was like moving a piece around. The battles were... Kind of three point five D ish or two point five D ish, and uh, you could summon the th- yeah. I remember the summon thing. You persona, and you summon this thing, and it helps you in battle or whatever. Yeah, could not get into it. and I, and I've been told that that's not what the series is like. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, people back. I mean, I'm talking a decade ago. People would not shut up about the SMT series. They're like, how do you? How have you played Final Fantasy games but have never played these games? Like, they are just as good, if not better. I didn't know uh, I they just,
1: existed until recently.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that those games were like that until that, you know, like there was like a PlayStation 2 SMT game, and everybody and their mama was raving about that game. And I was like, I've never heard of this. I've heard of Final Fantasy. I've heard of Dragon Warrior, but, or Dragon Quest even. I've never heard of this. And they're like, yeah, it's like up there. It's right up there with Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And just as of recent, with Persona Five coming out uh, again, apparently it's the fucking, it's the top, it's the best of the best. So, i'll I'll try it. I'll get around to it. Yep. It's on my list. That's that's like my fucking catchphrase as an older gamer. It's on my list.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting here looking at my Steam library. It's so ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i glad I found it was twigged to Steam when I did, because there are so many older games you can find on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Steam, there's good old games, there's GOG, you know? Yeah. Um, And you can just add it to your list, and man, those fucking Steam sales are crazy. I love them. I love them.
1: That's how I have most of my games. Even games yeah. I don't ever play, plan on playing, because
0: they're part of a set, so... And even if you don't ever play it, you got it for 50 cents you know <laughs> if that you know i
1: got i bought the set for one game i got three others jesus paying 5 bucks for the one game i want the others are basically there for free you know
0: yeah i guess i, I guess i could add pc gaming into my life as well um i didn't really have my own personal computer until i think either i had graduated high school or was right around graduating but I do remember playing uh, StarCraft, and I played that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I remember playing that when I was in AIT uh, for the first time. There used to be a little you could you, you could go to the base exchange, and they had like a little. I'm I'm talking like back in 2000. They had an internet cafe. Um, you could bring your computer if you had a PC game. They would you had a you had to pay like so much per hour. But they didn't care what you did. If you had a PC game, you could, you know, put the disc in and play your game. So one of my battle buddies had StarCraft. He had his mom ship him his copy of StarCraft. And he's like, yeah, I love StarCraft. Come play this game. So me and my other friend, we'd be playing Game Boy games. And he was like, oh, wait till you play this game. I'm going to get this game shipped to me. It's great. <laughs> and uh yeah, I remember wasting a lot of time, a lot of off time and a lot of money. At the base exchange, playing StarCraft. Uh, of course, bought it for myself when I got home. And that was my first real PC gaming experience, was playing StarCraft. I had played, this is how bad it was. I had played and had a good fucking time with Command & Conquer 2 Red Alert. Uh-huh. But I played that on the PlayStation. Not on the PC. The first time I played that was on the, piece, on, the on the PlayStation.
1: I think I did as well. I think I actually owned one of them. I don't know if it was yeah. that one, but yeah.
0: Yep. The man, so, me and you,
1: we sit there and play
0: Starcraft till the oh, wee yeah. hours of the morning. Oh, God, on BattleNet, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, had a good fucking time playing Starcraft. Uh, I had tried Warcraft at some point. Uh, I couldn't get into it. Not until Warcraft three. Uh, have never played World of Warcraft. I'll go ahead and get that out of there. And I, I have fond things to say about it, but again, it it, it falls in the same line as an MMO RPG. I just can't it takes up too much too much of my time. Uh, I did play Diablo 2. I had a copy of that, and I dropped that game when I had a level eighty nine. I I don't know. It's some stupid fucking high level druid, and went to take it online, and they said no. If you want to play Diablo 2 online, you have to create a different character. And I was like, (laughs) fuck that. So, um, I did, it's, there were random PC games throughout my life that I had played. Uh, I remember playing Age of Empires, had it, played it for a little while, um, it was never that I hated PCs. It was never, ever that I was a console-only guy. I never looked up or looked down to PC gaming. I just had so many consoles and so many console games in my life that they took over. Um But today, I mean, mostly in my Steam library, I've got 50, 60-something different PC games. Um I treat games like music for myself personally. If I listen to it, I'll try to get more, and I will just collectively like and re-listen to and enjoy all the songs that I like. Uh, same thing with games. If I'm interested, I'll try it out, even if it's not in my wheelhouse. But if I don't like it, I usually just you know fuck off and I move on.
1: Yeah, if I look back to PC gaming... Um... Also, you know, StarCraft was one of the big ones for me. Mainly, that was your influence there, like most things in my early gaming life. <laughs> um, but looking at it, I think really until I got into MMOs, most of the games I played were strategy games. Yeah. StarCraft, WarCraft 3, which I didn't play much of, but I did have. Yeah. Uh, I think I did play Command & Conquer on PC as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Empires. When I was in, I want to say this is either middle school or high school, whenever Age of Empires two was out, um, I don't want to say new, but it had been out a little bit, uh, one of my other best friends growing up, his parents participated in Lance, wow. So I would go with him over to their friends, you know, his parents' friends' house. They'd have like eight to ten computers set up playing age of empires two, you know, four or four against each other, you know, me and him would play. So we would play this with the adults. Um, you know, we'd have certain rules, you know, house rules for the games we'd play. Mm -hmm. We never finished a game because of course, you know, you have (laughs) that many people, but that was fun.
0: That's, that's a hell of an experience, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was growing up for me. And I know that, uh, your parents are pretty much the same way. They didn't have any interest in really gaming stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, they didn't have much interest. I had to beg for everything I got. And, and like I said, when I realized that I wasn't going to get much, if not anything, through them, I just went through family, I went through friends. You know, yeah. hey, what games you got? Let me borrow it. I'll, I'll play anything and everything. I just got to have it. Yeah,
1: I quickly realized that I was kind of spoiled when it came to games as a kid. Because um, one of my memories of in the playstation era was that one christmas i got 13 playstation games
0: holy shit
1: 13 wow Um, now as you know an adult i can look back and go yeah most of them are probably a dollar at the pawn shop yeah um so it wasn't that big of a deal for most of them but just you know going to school being like yeah i got these 13 games and people (laughs) are like what i got these like one maybe two games that i wanted yeah. um and they wouldn't all be games i wanted uh they'd just be games they picked up because like i said they're a dollar you know less i have game boy games you know i didn't even talk about game boy games but i played a
0: lot of game oh boy. yeah me neither i didn't even i totally glossed over handhelds but i had a game boy game boy color game boy advance yeah, yeah i mean
1: i played game boy and game boy color after that it didn't really i was more into the console stuff at the time but yeah i played the game boy you know we I have a memory of going to Disney World in Florida, and the whole trip, I was in the back of our van, you know, behind the back seats in the little cargo area, with you know probably some a coloring book and a Game Boy, and that's yep. what I did for that entire eight ten hour drive.
0: Yep. Most of my see that, and it's still the same for me today. Why can why why handheld gaming is not a big thing for me is because. I, I played it for what it was intended to be played. For. Well, not intended, but what it was designed for. I guess it was was on the go play. So, I played Game Boy games. I had a Game Boy with five or ten different games. I had a Game Boy Advance when I was in AIT and played lots of games, but it was usually either away from home or on the road. Yep. Uh, like I remember playing. I remember playing Links Links Awakening for the Game Boy. Getting stuck in that game when I was visiting family in Missouri and using my grandmother's typewriter to write to type a letter <laughs> up to Nintendo, asking for help on what to do. Um, but yeah, I if I'm not if I'm here at the house playing a game, it's really really hard for me to pull out a portable game to play it. You know, because I have all this stuff to play. And I'm rarely taking trips. If I'm taking trips, I'm usually the one driving, so... Yeah, exactly. You know.
1: I do have a 2DS. Um, I opted to get 2DS over 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to get a 3DS, but I'm going to get the XL. Uh, but anyway, so... Really, the main games I've played for it, and actually beat, are the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Um, since, you know... We start playing those again in this household. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, I wasn't going to just not play when the kids are playing. Right. So I played that uh, Bravely Default.
0: Yeah, Um, I've heard good things about Bravely Default. It was
1: fun. It was a kind of throwback to the Final Fantasy type days. It felt similar to a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Um, The story was not bad, but it wasn't you know out of this world. Um it wasn't it was pretty good. I mean, there's a sequel to it. I think it's like Bravely the Third or something like that stupid name. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I plan on playing it. I actually completely forgot about it, and then one day I was like, Oh wait, that game's out when I saw it on Amazon or something, so it's on my three DS list. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean that's really it has to be essentially an RPG for me to sit there and play it a lot.
0: Yeah, I've got I mean, I've, I have have a 3DS, I bought it with, uh, it was the, just because it was actually one of the only ones available at the time, I bought the one that had, it's the gold edition, it's got the fucking Triforce on it, and yeah, it came with uh, Link Between Worlds, yeah. yeah. Um, And I've got seven, eight, nine games, and I played it a lot when I was overseas, I played it a lot when I was away from the house, but again... It's that's it.
1: <laughs> I've also been disappointed by a lot of games on it. Because um, there's the Mario 64 game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great. I've been dying to play Mario 64 again. Especially after mm-hmm. watching some speedruns and stuff. just oh, made yeah. me remember playing the game. And I was like, awesome. I'll, it's on DS, you know, or 3DS. I'll play it. Terrible game. Oh, wow. It, it really? Just, yeah, it ruined it. I mean, you don't... The the world itself, I believe, is different. The levels don't match up, anything like that. It's almost like they made another, I mean, I won't say another, another game, but they really bastardized it.
0: Wow, that's so a I, shame I, to hear, man, because that's such a good game.
1: Yeah, I played it maybe 30 minutes, and I was like, this isn't what I wanted to play. So I haven't man. touched it since. Um, Monster Hunter. Uh, Tell I, me your
0: thoughts on Monster Hunter.
1: So I like the game's premise. I can't wait to play it on console with the new Monster Hunter World or whatever it is oh, that comes God, out soon. Oh, that,
0: that game looks so good, um, doesn't it?
1: I cannot wait to play that. But playing it on DS, not fun. Nightmare. Um, the controls didn't feel good. Uh, the game itself, again, the premise, I like the premise of the game. It yeah. wasn't, I, I don't want to say it was poorly designed, because it wasn't. But there was just too much lacking, and it didn't belong on a handheld uh, device. It should have been a console game, and should have been done a little bit better, smoothed out for the console environment, and then it would have been a great game. Um, Which, it was on Wii, but I didn't play that one, I just had the DS version. So I don't know if I would have enjoyed the Wii version better or not, but I think I would have.
0: Yeah, I first played the Monster Hunter on the 3DS XL 3DS, and I actually bought a copy for myself and for my wife with this grand ambition that her and I would play it together, Yeah. but we, we never did, but I did play it on my own for a while and it was okay. It was alright. And then I later played it on the Wii and that, as a gaming experience, that was much better. Okay. I enjoyed that version much better. However, it's it, it's hard to describe my shortcomings with that game aside from I'd rather play Dark Souls. Like <laughs> I get I get the combat that they're going for. I get the very procedural methodical way the combat is designed, but I'd much rather go play Dark Souls. Um after about the third or fourth boss, I just it it got me, it, it's one of those games that got me excited, and I was into it, and then about t- 10, 15 hours into it, I was like, meh, I'm good.
1: It's interesting, and it kind of shows the different perspective, you know, even playing the same game. I didn't care about the bosses. Yeah. I cared about the crafting system, because and me see, being an MMO really, yeah. player, you know, I like crafting. In Final Fantasy XI, I had 99 cooking before I had a 75 white mage. Jesus. You know, I enjoy crafting and stuff in games so it just didn't do it for me from a crafting perspective i didn't care about the bosses i didn't care about the enemies
0: (laughs) yeah uh i i could take giving i could give or take crafting i was all about the combat and hunting things down and I, i don't know i guess maybe the the combined archaic interface and the lack of quality of life things like there's so many games that have done what monster hunter does in different individual aspects uh, they've done it better. Um, I ha- I love the trailer for Monster Hunter World. It looks like it's giving a much, much overdue facelift, both in graphics and quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like it's going to be great. I can't wait to try it. Uh, but as far as every other Monster Hunter ever made, I've only played the third one twice and... Dropped it, not out of hatred, just out of, I'm done with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that's kind of how I felt. You know, I was like, okay, it this is almost a game I would sink a lot of time into.
0: Yeah, it almost had all of my attention, you know. Yeah. It just couldn't keep it. <laughs> but, uh... Well, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, as any standard episode, this would be the part where we would read some emails, get some, uh, user feedback. But, uh, one, the end of time podcast has been out of play for too long. And yes, even in those three months, we got no emails. <laughs> so, uh, we have nothing. But if you would like to email us, if you want to ask any any questions, any comments, concerns, you want to tell us about your history uh, in the gaming world, anything at all, you can send us an email at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny spelling, no numbers or none of that shit. Just spell it as it is and it gets it right to us. Uh, we also got a Twitter page at a TimeCast. You can, you can tweet us if you want to. We got a Facebook page. You can message us there. Uh, we're not asking for money or any shit like that at all. We're doing all this out of the kindness of our heart, and we have no Patreon. All we ask is to please, pretty please, uh, share this with people. Uh, it only takes a couple button clicks to to share something across your own Facebook page, or just tell somebody about us. If you know somebody interested in a gaming podcast, um, we don't actually have a legit set schedule, mainly on my part, because my personal life schedule is not always set. But we will, at a minimum, try to have at least one episode a week, roughly around three hours of content from our mouths to your ears every week. Uh, we do have a set number of topics for the next, say, about ten episodes. But you never know; we could get on here one day and just decide to talk about fucking movies or anime. It's it's all it's all about what we want to do. But uh, we do have topics lined up, and we will be here. Sometime within the next week for another episode, Uh, I want to thank Chris for coming, man. It's good. Number one for me personally, it's so good to be back in this recording setting. It's good, feels good for me to be back as, as a podcast producer and a content person. I miss doing this. And second, man, to have it's 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 like family reuniting, but on the gaming level. And it's so fucking nice, man. I'm glad to have oh, yeah. you on board. I hope I hope you're down for all this. We got a fucking long ride ahead of us. I hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be here. You know, the whole time we've been talking, I've been I've actually taken a couple of notes for things I want to talk about more. Yeah. Um, looking at my Steam list, thinking about things, I didn't even get into telling you about the uh, you know
0: Twitch bot RPG I've started working on. Oh, you God. Know? <laughs> so I've
1: got tons to talk about. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: The the good takeaway for all the audiences is, is that you already knew that I was fucking knee-deep in the gaming world. Chris is just as well. So you got two guys that love games, love talking about them. And uh, we've got lots of topics, lots of debates, lots of general discussions, a lot of fucking trips down memory lanes. We're going to be looking at companies, seeing if they still hold up to this day. We're going to be talking about fucking hot-button topics uh, all kind of stuff. There's more end of time content coming, um, and guest episodes, all that good stuff. So please stay tuned. Uh, we'll we'll try to drop an episode every week for you, and let 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 fans, friends, and family, whoever, that if they're interested, tell them about us. Get us some word out. We liked it. We we like to have more people listening to us. It makes it makes us feel good. So that's gonna do it for the end of time podcast for tonight. And we will catch you guys next time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. All right. Good night, everybody.